It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, welcome back to Generation Skywalker, and、uh, we're going to have a little, a little bit of a, a trip down memory lane with Farthest From tonight,、uh, with it returning. So, joining me for the show, I have got someone who I first ever met at Farthest From, Grant Criddle. Good evening, Grant.、Um, good evening, and happy holidays, nearly. Yeah, what was that funny noise you made while I was still talking? Then was it like <laughs> meow? <laughs> I'm chewing gum. <laughs> Um, someone else I also met for the first time at Farthest From is Jez. Good evening, Jez. Good evening, Stu. Good evening, Grant. Good evening, everyone.、Uh, someone else I also met for the first time at Farthest From is Dan Burgess. Good evening, Dan. Hello there. And I think also making up the team tonight. I think I think I might have met you for the first time at Farthest From, Mark Daniels. <laughs> good evening. Unfortunately, mate, I think that is true. <laughs> there you go. Full a full house. Um, what、I、would say is I didn't meet Craig for the first time at Farthest From, but、um, sadly Craig was meant to be on with us, but he has been delayed by flights from LA, so he's having a bit of a mare coming back from his wedding. So、um, yeah, Craig, we're thinking of you, buddy, and、uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll be sorted for the weekend because that will be gutting if he,、um, that does knock on. But boys, it is it is the return of Farthest From, thirtieth of November and the first of December. Was the last weekend in 2019 that this event took place? That over two years ago, it seems like an age since we've been down. It was the last event I went to, but we're going to have a little, a little reminisce tonight. We've got a couple of guests on talking about Farthest From and、uh, just to just to basically celebrate that event. So, first of all, to you boys, what's been your relationship with Farthest From?、Um, how many of you attended? When was your first? And what is it about Farthest From that? That makes it、uh, that that extra special event for most of us. Now, I'm going to come to you first, Grant, because I think you're probably 
probably the one that's attended the most would be my guess. I'm not too sure about that actually, Steve, because I did have a break in 2018 away from Fathers From. So I missed about two or three, perhaps four. I don't know how many there's been then. It must be. This is number 22. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I've been to a lot of them then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that came up today. 22 actual live ones. That doesn't include two online from last year. but 22 since 2012. Yeah, so September 2012 was the first event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. That was was amazing. Did you go to the first one, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. First first one in some respects is my my favourite. What, because none of us lot were there? No, we we uh, that is the day I met Jez. So I met Jez the night before. We went back to his place, and uh, two of our other friends, Ian and Chris, turned up as well. And that sounded really dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went down to we went down to Fordingbridge for the day, and that was uh, that was back in 2012, wasn't it? September 2012. That was amazing, and uh, I think I like that because I mean Star Wars hadn't spiked or peaked like it had like it did a couple of years after so there was tables and tables and they would be three deep in mint on card there was loose figures there there was lots of prototype and concept stuff and it was the first real forum meetup for the star wars forum uk guys who were active on that forum at the time so it was like meeting about you know once we got down to Fordingbridge, it was like meeting about you know 10 15 people that we've been chatting to online for the last two years so yeah that was special you remember that trip jez very well. Uh, I was just reminiscing earlier on when you know, the idea first came to me that we were on Star Wars Forum UK and it was Dave Tree first floated the idea of this. And it was Star Wars Vintage Collection Days at all the cool stuff. And uh, and he put this post up on the forum on the 16th of July saying, I'm looking at doing this. And instantly, because this was before Star Wars had really hit Facebook and Star Wars Forum UK was a really popular forum not just for uk people but you know global and uh and instantly there was a lot of people saying yeah i'm i'm up for it i'm up for it and then i just thought actually yeah in for a penny in for a pound i i don't mind because i only live a couple hours away people can stay at mine the night before my uh, wife and children are away that weekend so actually let's make a weekend of it why, why doesn't everyone come to my house uh, stay the night and we'll drive down in the morning i've got a seven seater car so i was quite happy to drive down and just turn it into a bit of a social and uh, i remember very very clearly picking up grant from didcot railway station and uh sort of you know leaning through the window like i was picking up some sort of curb crawler and like <laughs> you you grant yeah yeah you just yeah yeah hop in mate and uh taking him back to mine and then yeah ian sanderson and uh, and Chris came back and uh, we went and Ian had a load. He had a boot full of carded figures mm. and uh, he, yeah, he must have had about 40, 50 figures. So we had these carded figures come out in my living room and uh, we were looking at them all and sort of, you know, falling all over them. And it was it was just lovely to be in that immediate environment where because I'd never been to a convention before. So already. I, I had found myself surrounded with like-minded people. Now, I, th- I think that was my initial absolute love for this because, you know, I'm, I'm in a pretty much a sort of um, strong, um, I don't know, sort of, what do they call it, alpha type group of people who I who I work with on a daily basis who I wouldn't have ever 
wanted to speak about you know a hollow tubes tuscan raider or the difference between a luke and a, and a dt and oh yeah actually did you know that a nicto on a power of the force card is really rare uh, you know i would have never have had those conversations so all of a sudden to be immersed in that it was just such a treat and uh, so yeah the four of us got together and then went to the pub the night before had a meal just chatted star wars all night long and <laughs> then we went to fordham bridge it was brilliant yeah, I, I, Sorry, here's, uh, guys, when when uh, Jez was saying that there was about 50 carded figures, there was at least 50 carded figures on the floor. I'm going to run some buy some prices right now because I've actually got some photographs of it uh, just to give you an idea how much things have changed. So rough estimate from you, first of all, Dan, of a Darth Vader Return of the Jedi card with the alternative photo. Now or back then? Back then, September 2012. Oh, I know what I paid for mine in 2014 so i'll say i don't know 80 quid 20 wow bloody hell yeah uh weekway tri logo obviously got the same sort of tri logo bubble damage uh steve go on well for vader on the jedi cars 20 weekway's gotta be cheaper go for it give us a number just for fun um 15 yeah 1750 bloody hell that is ridiculous isn't it mark i know you're not really into the jedi cards but a paddy toy Tri logo A Wing pilot September 2012. 30 quid. Oh, no, nice. 72 on this one. Oh, wow. But, but, it, but it is insane because at these photos, you're just going across and thinking, I should have bought them all. <laughs> Why didn't I buy them all? I know. You're on A Wings <laughs> for 100 quid. A Wing yeah. pilots been on card for 100 quid. And now yeah. they're going loose for, you know, well over 220. I, um, I, I can't find the image, but there was um, there's a Luke Stormtrooper tri logo, 180 quid. I think it's 150 quid on a R2 pop up on the tri logo, just insanity. But if you go through, and I, I'm sure if we do uh, an ex, you know an enhanced version of this podcast, show some of the photographs of some of the amazing stuff that yeah. has been on Fathers from, and some of those prices, especially back on the on the first couple, looking back now, are absolutely insane. Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent I mean, I just want to return to your story for a minute, mate. I mean, mm. getting three people who you don't know off off the internet yeah. to come <laughs> to your house is weird, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but I guess I mean I I felt fairly comfortable in my skin, and and I don't know, I I don't want to sound funny or anything, but not much. I mean, Grant knows this that we've been in various situations and stuff, and not much really phases me. So I was just like, right, if these people turn out <laughs> complete psychopaths. I'll either, I'll, do something ab- I'll either do something about that or it's just 24 hours and and it's fine and and so it's just like it's it's 24 hours and if they're weirdos i will lose them or or, or something will happen and it's it, it'll be fine and uh and it was it was great you know i the great thing about father's drama we're going to go on to it more and more but i formed some of my best strongest relationships within this group and by going to Father's Rum. And I look forward to it so much it, it, to the point where it occurred to me earlier on, you know, we're in this COVID era and uh, I was just like, oh, lateral flow test, blah, 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 blah. God, I really hope I don't get it because I really, really want to go to Father's Rum. And then it occurred to me, I was like, uh, yeah, Jez, the rest of your family, uh, Christmas, you know, all, <laughs> all these other important things. But no, front and centre in my mind was, yeah, I've got to go to Father's Rum uh, because it's been so long and it is that mecca for us. It's just so good. But uh, it was, yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. I, 
maybe I just come back from overseas or something or other and I was feeling particularly like, like alpha I don't know but I was just like yeah just come around to my house it'd be fine and, and it's fine you know we we did the same thing we did the same thing with uh Star Wars Celebration Essen where it was like right I'm gonna get a motorhome who wants to join me the more the merrier if it's just two of them it'll cost this much if it's three of us it'll cost this much if it's four of us this much five of us this much and uh yeah and we went off uh five of us went off to Essen for um celebration it's just it's one of those things where you just have to embrace these things and um it took me a while actually to get used to it because at the time I lived on the RAF station and I remember picking up Chris Mann and getting him through passes and permits um at the sort of station guardroom and uh and not many people had sort of been made aware within my sort of work domain about my absolute sort of geekiness and I remember Chris being a passes and permits going, yeah, I chose the name Jedi Masters, um, which was his username. And I was just like, I was dying inside. I was like, mate, shut up, shut up. Just play a cool trick, play it cool. Like, you know, don't don't start talking about Star Wars until we're home and safe. Uh, but, for, but for now, sort of, you know, I've got my complete geek on. But yeah, it was just great. It was just such fun, such such pre-Disney exciting times. And, uh, and you know, Dave Tree was the man, man. He just started off. And it was awesome. I think that answers both your questions, doesn't it, there, Stu? It does. I think I think it's answered all of them. <laughs> That's all. I mean, you can tell he's had a beer tonight because he's not stopped talking, has he? <laughs> That's true. That someone someone started him. He's like a one of those little monkeys. Um, Mark, now you probably travel the furthest for I have us lot to farthest from, but you do return. Why? Just a really really good event great to be able to go down and buy something you know um i normally go down as a trader i've only been down a couple of times as a as a punter as it were but normally i used to trade uh, my first one was in 2016 and just going back to what jez was saying about star wars forum uk being this kind of real sort of hub of vintage collector activity uh, before facebook groups kicked in and you know uh it seemed like everybody migrated there. Um, everybody was talking about farthest from. And I remember joining, when I first joined uh, the forum, this sort of mythical event. And Lee, uh, you know, Lee Bullock, my good, good friend, um, said, oh, mate, you've got to go. You've got to go. And as I got involved with the forum, more and more people saying, oh, are you going to farthest from uh, the weekend? And for whatever reason, I never just, never, never went. Anyway, Cut a long story short, 2016, I decided to, right, let's let's start trading. So I thought, Father's From is going to be my first event. Um, and uh, that, this was the December one. So the, we had the Christmas uh, meal the night before. And um, instantly just absolutely loved it. Great to be able to um, mingle. And, you know, all these people that you met on the forum, you talk to, to be able to sit in a pub and talk freely because just remember every time you communicate with these people before and previously you're on a keyboard so you're communicating via messages whereas here you know you're doing it old school style you you, you know you're talking to the person and it, it's just on another level um and i think that's the reason why any event or any opportunity i get where we can meet each other you know we've all become uh, good friends over the years and um met so many absolutely amazing people um so echo live and farthest from these are the two main events for me um you know it, it's it's the buzz it's the buzz yeah definitely mate definitely dan 
I mean, I think your first one was the same one as mine. I can remember it being a, it was a strange one because we had just started the podcast up, the other podcast, and I hadn't actually even met the te- the people I was doing the podcast with. It's the first time I rocked so up. That, was that July 2014? Yeah, I think it was five from five, I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, I went down. I didn't know anyone. Just been on the forums, I think, since February. And again, everyone was banging on about Farthest From. And I thought, I've got to go. I've got to go. And jumped in the car, gave it a punt, went into the crown. Everyone was there. And I, I started piecing together yours and Grant's voices from the podcast. And I recognised the voices. And then, yeah, just slowly get talking to people. And we all, we all, we all hit it off. And we had a great night. Yeah. Very, very memorable. I mean, obviously, the excitement's around the, the day itself. And I think on that first one I went to, it was Ian Sanderson's last Farthest From before he moved out to the States. So he was having a bit of a, well, it sounds like he was offloading mocks for next to nothing anyway for back, back in 2012. But yeah, I, I think I ended up picking up four minute on cards, loads of box vehicles. I had my whole boot and my car was just full up with gear. I mean, they were selling shuttle Tidariums. I know Ian had one. He had it for 100 quid and someone else had a box one for 100 quid. And it's just like, why the hell did I walk past that? Just, yeah, yeah well, that's really uh, mental. Hindsight, isn't it? I mean, Grant's just mentioned it there. I mean, you go back to then, you would, I can, I can remember being in that first one. And having a pocket full of cash, and I'm an NR in. I hadn't. I was only just getting into mint on cars, and it's kind of like, oh, do I want to spend all my money on that? And now, and now, I'm still buying them at the most ridiculous prices. But even walking into that pub, I remember walking in there, and I think it was Grant and and Nick. I didn't know names at the time, but I think it was Grant and Nick Rayner were sat at a table with two or three vinyl cape jawers and I'm like, well, I've never seen one in person before, and they're just sitting there with them on the on the table having a beer, and I thought, yeah, I'm in I'm in the right place. Yeah, they were apex grant is that's why he's got three of them <laughs> well um so lovely little intro um now i was lucky enough to spend a bit of time recording with dave himself actually the man behind fathers from so let's go over to that i mean it's a bit a uh, bit disjointed at times because um there has been some bad storms today so we did have a few power cuts but we, we got through it and we do talk about old events where the idea came from um, this whole concept of a love letter to shows from the 90s um, through to what is expected on this coming weekend. So uh, let's go over to Dave. Uh, Stuart here, just jumping in before you start listening to the interviews. Now, uh, I've done four interviews over the course of this show, which you'll hear. And for some reason, my sound quality is awful on my microphone. Everyone else's is all right. But me personally, it's terrible. No idea why these were all recorded over the space of two days. So it wasn't like they were all in one sitting. But yeah, bear with it. I don't talk much in the actual interviews. The guests are the ones rocking it. But um, yeah, just just ignore me. It's very hard to do with a face like this. Right, I'm delighted to welcome Dave Tree, the uh, the man behind Five from Dave, hello. Welcome to Generation Skywalker. Oh, well, thanks for having me on, Stu. It's absolutely amazing to be here. <laughs> I wish all our guests were as keen. That's a, great. Um, Farthest From, returning, I think I worked it out to be just over two years, 30th of November, 2019, since the last one. That's right. So, because I remember it was the 30th and then the 1st of December. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a two-year hiatus uh, so coming back with a vengeance uh, after all of the uh, roller coaster of the last 18 months or so. Um, although we did do the the, the live stream uh, things, yeah. uh, which were uh, a different kettle of fish and 
very hard, <laughs> but very, very, very enjoyable. But uh, yeah, the, it, it, it's great to actually have the first proper face-to-face live uh, in-person event again. So uh, yeah, two years. I was going to bring up the online events. Obviously, you did two over um, the COVID period. They were long events. I mean, they were full day, weren't they? Um, Twelve hours <laughs> so, long. Yeah. So, so the first one was um, at that point in time, you're trying to get your head around, and there was like all this uncertainty, and everybody's, you know, the, the no- novelty's completely worn off for everybody now. And again, when when this all happened, everybody was like checking in on everybody and doing. Uh, weekly Zoom calls to you know, you know talk to all your friends. I'm like, no, forget all that now. That's, that's all dead and buried and long gone. But back then, where there was so much uncertainty, I decided to do something almost to just in place of where Fathers From would have taken place in May of uh, 2020. And it then ended up being like this much bigger thing than I originally intended on it setting out to be and the stuff that i was using was creaking under the strain because it wasn't actually built to do what it was doing um i was abusing <laughs> the software for that um and then the idea with farthest from throughout all of 2020 was to theme every show where, where there's normally a spring summer and a winter event to theme each show around an aspect of empire strikes back where it was the 40th anniversary so the may show would have been a hoth theme um the um uh summer show would have been uh, a degabar an asteroid theme and then the winter show the idea was to do a bespin theme uh and of course that all went out the window so then uh, i thought well why don't we do a, a tribute 40th anniversary one-off thing for the empire strikes back and then that ended up i like an idiot uh and I'm very good at being an idiot. Um, I said, oh, we'll start at two o'clock so you can get West Coast to join in as much as East Coast as, you know, and, and, and Europe. Uh, and then it ended up being 12 hours. <laughs> so I was then going till two in the morning. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. But um, yeah, it, it ended up being much bigger and, and uh, uh, more expansive than I ever thought it would be. But there was also an incredible amount of content. Uh, very fortunate to get some amazing interviews uh, from people connected to uh, the production of Empire Strikes Back. And they, they were probably the, the most refreshing interviews for, for a few years of, of some of the things that they were like, covering and talking about. Um, and so if ever you were going to mark the occasion, so to speak, um, uh, with what you've got to play with under those circumstances, I, it was a, it was a pretty cool show, but yeah, it's there on the farthest from Facebook page. If anyone feels completely insane to lose 12 hours of their life. But if you're into Empire Strikes Back, it's definitely worth checking out. I must admit, I, I was on that day, but um, my wife kept going, oh, can you just do this with the kids? And you're kind of like, well, <laughs> probably wouldn't be able to do that, would they? <laughs> but no it didn't work but it was brilliant it was a what what takes more organizing a live show or that uh so that's a good question honestly um i'd say probably the live streaming event because because of the way it was done you almost had to have the show done 
before you went live. Uh, uh, so you're scheduling it all. You're making sure it all works. It's uploading because it was it was done. So anybody who didn't see this, it was done with pre-recorded stuff that was then linked with live um, uh, links, uh, so to speak. And you you have to work out how long you the, the timing. So it, it, it is almost like a TV production. And I, and I was very lucky to have people who are much better uh, organized at that sort of thing f- from that world of of media as well, like television and film um, than anything I, I, I know. Um, so they, they re- really were uh, the nuts and bolts of, of it working like it was. Um, whereas the show, the events, the the fundamental difference is I'm never fully happy with every event and truthfully never really happy with every single father's from because I think, ah, I could have, if only I had more time, I would have done this. Or if I had some money, uh, I could have done that. Uh, and I, I, I really always want it to be bigger, better and more engaging for anybody who comes down. But really only I know that anybody who's turning up to a show is taking it at face value and they turn around and say, Oh, that was great. I love it. You know, uh, can't wait for the next one. So you're not really taking away anything from them because they are enjoying what they see. Whereas the, the live streaming thing is all forward planning and, and making sure it was all, all there and setting the expectations and deadlines and editing and everything, you know, yeah. you running a, not just the podcast but you're doing the video channel it's so much more than just listening in you're not pressing record and then that's it you, that's what you upload you edit it all down you do all the graphics you do all the uh youtube stuff you know so a lot of these things are, are way more uh involved than a lot of people really appreciate um so uh that's not to say that the the live events don't take up a lot of time effort and energy they they genuinely do but like having never done that sort of thing before, um, there's a reason why I've not done another one since. <laughs> so, um, but you know, never say never. But like, man, that, that last one, the Empire Forty One, jeez, that was a killer. Uh, it was good. It was real good. And uh, actually, I've had a couple of guests come on this show. Um, they'll be later on the show, but. One of them was very, very complimentary about the online event and very appreciative of it last year. So it obviously oh. was it was appreciated. Uh, let's go back to Farthest From then. We, uh, uh, every guest I've had on, we've been trying to work out when the first one was. I think we kind of worked out it would be 2012. Would that be right? Um, yeah, that sounds about right. I, it, It's one of those things I should know and I don't. Um, all, I, all I know, uh, and every time I have to almost go back and count everyone i this is this is the 22nd one uh as in a live event that's not including uh the uh empire 40 or uh farthest from live um uh live stream ones so there's 22 events and normally they're three times a year but there has been a couple of years when there's only been like two but i remember the first one was in september and that was a that was a different to what we normally schedule now whereas always april may then in august then in december the first one was in a in a september and i remember just really not knowing what to expect uh because trying to sell the idea of like well 
let's do this show and like let's actually take it back to the days pre-internet when you would just go to a dingy dark uh village hall uh and there would be toy dealers then you go rummaging through all this stuff um and you know it 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 it, it worked it was very very de- uh pokey uh and it still is in in many respects um but that was really the foundation to sort of build on it and then i've always wanted people to not uh, one of the big reasons people go is is to get stuff but wanted it really to become this thing that people make friends so it's more of a social thing and then also if you turn up and you don't spend a bean you walk away richer for the event because there's talks and panels and things like that you know you're getting a chance to converse with live living people rather than just all on on social media um uh, and, and not really learning in that same sense because the moment someone puts up anything profound and amazing it's buried within a couple of hours and it, it's difficult for it to get back to the top again for people to then take that on board because it's then buried you know it's just this constant like um sieving sand uh so whereas if you come down to a show and, and you, you can see that someone's going to talk about something you might say sit down and then become richer for the experience yeah i think it's only right there i think the friendships i mean it was the first place that um when we started up the vintage rebellion back in the day i hadn't met any of the actual co-hosts on that until i came to my first farthest from and that is where we uh, first all met but um yeah, I was talking to to Mark Ockley. He was uh, he we were trying to work out the date. He was saying that his first one was was number two, and he was convinced that was December. That's in right. Twelve. He said that he had gone to the NEC and bumped into Lee Bullock, who had said that you go to Farmers Front tomorrow. And he didn't know what it was. <laughs> and he came down, but uh, yeah, he was, he was too scared of Lee. That's that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big teddy bear, really. But, uh, <laughs> and, do you ever get annoyed when the one thing that always irritates me with these events is you you put the posts up or it'll be afterwards and you people will be sharing their photos or their memories and stuff of the weekend and so like, were you ever going to come to Ipswich or were you ever going to come to to Newcastle and it just it just irritates me that your event is in Fordenbridge and yeah our country's so small the Americans like we're smaller than a state and they travel around I just I do yeah. find quite frustrating reading those um, I, especially when you're set in such a is i mean i drive from kent it takes me about two and a half hours but the last 10 miles through the new forest is a wonderful drive yeah i mean it it you're absolutely right i'm i'm very fortunate to be in uh, a lovely part of the world um it's somewhere where i grew up and then moved away and then thought well, are you mad and then and then came back to but that's not for everybody um and and uh i i, I do understand it that the the idea of it being farthest from is the clues in the name you know we're in the middle of nowhere um but also going back to that very very uh core ethic of when i first started collecting you would literally drive for hours and hours and hours not knowing what to expect, but you'd go to these things. I, I remember that f- for me, the furthest I ever went was Blackpool. And and me and my mate, uh, James, who someone I went to college with, we drove all the way to Blackpool in his uh, Datsun Cherry. 
and uh, it, was, it was incredible that it actually got there. Um, but it was sort of four, five hour, six hour drive, maybe probably longer. Um, and um, they had Uncle Owen uh, signing there uh, and Lou Ferrigno, uh, who was like the Incredible Hulk. And um, yeah, there was there was no vintage. Uh, it, and, and it was like, oh my God, we've just literally driven and we got drive all the way back again. But you, you, you just did that on a punt because there was no other way of, uh, finding this stuff other than in, uh, collector's gazette magazine or model and collector's mart and, and things you, you, you would do things completely different to how you do it now. Um, and so it, the, the show was a love letter to that. Uh, so for me, I don't think there's. Uh, I, I do understand that people want things moved around and that makes sense. But it also means that if I do that, there are things that I won't be able to deliver as an event. So Adam is exactly the same scenario uh, at Echo Base uh, with Echo Live. Um, he's using the Redditch shopping center because if he's he's got a pre-existing relationship there uh, and you use what assets you've got available to you uh, so you can provide and create the best show possible with what you've got available to you because there's not an awful lot of money to be made out of this and in a lot of cases same with echo live same with like farthest from you do like fundraising for like various projects and causes as well so like you 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 want to raise uh the best money you can but like every time you spend something elsewhere that pot is diminished and taken away so fundamentally everybody wants everybody to have a good time but it does mean in some cases you are fixed with certain things and in this sense i'm uh farthest from is uh located here just as echo live is is at redditch um but equally at the same time i would advocate anybody to give it a go and and do their own show as well because there's there's no one has the monopoly on these things and the more shows and events there are the more the opportunity there is for everybody to get together and the more the hobby grows as well. So I see it as a good thing. So, um, you know, why not uh, create like these uh, regional events? Because I personally would like to go somewhere to go visit that rather than running around like an idiot uh, running, running one here. So, uh, yeah, if anybody ever wants to do anything like that, uh, just go for it. Do it. Yeah, it's easy as that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that is when the real, real test comes in because it, it's not as straightforward as you might think it is. Oh, no. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. But was you involved in in shows before you did Father's From? I know you um, did the Palatoy Archive at the first Celebration Europe. Did you used to put on other shows? Uh, no. Know. Uh, so, so I mean, the Palatoy Archive—that was a completely different kettle of fish for Celebration Europe. That was the the, the guy who was running that uh, uh, for the the UK side of things. He he he's an old friend uh, of mine uh, within the toy industry, and, and he just said, "Look, I don't want this thing to be seen as a diluted version of the US events. You know, we we, we got this one shot, and we want to make have it." you know own content so i i then came up with the idea of doing that and because at that point in time it was the 30th anniversary so the, the 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 original pitch was you went through like a 
the toys of how they were and then you came out terminated that 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 journey into the toys that are today at the hasbro stand and then uh it it, it changed and was switched around and you know uh and, and altered in various different uh ways but that was that was i would say the first time i've done uh uh uh, a non-retail exhibition if that makes sense i've with all the cool stuff i've been all the cool stuff as a as an entity's been around since 2005 so i'd be at the nec for memorabilia and um uh empire day that show masters used to do uh, you know, uh chess hunt toy fairs I'd, I'd be going to those as a retailer um but uh, never actually organized any events you know arguably yeah farthest from was the, the first sort of toe in in that area uh really so uh yeah not really progressed much <laughs> it's progressed quite a lot since i've been there i think it's uh, it's definitely evolved doesn't it i mean there's a lot more traders there yeah uh i mean the, 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 there is always the element of the gold rush um of uh i mean vintage prices in 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 since since things started vintage prices have uh just gone up exponentially uh, and it's crackers uh, and everybody's always like saying you know this can't sustain itself and yet it still does uh it's a bit like funko pops i don't get it um but they still keep going um so you, you wonder uh how how much stuff is out there and also it then attracts people to then want to sell because they either want to do it to make a fast buck or they want to do it to like fund their own collections or it starts off as a hobby and then becomes a business um so yeah you get like uh uh traders that uh, pop up out the woodwork that may do one event every two to three years um but then also you get a lot of traders who just want to be there before everybody else is so that they can get to see what everybody else has got uh and they'll, they shall remain nameless but there is someone who pays for a table but never actually has a table um just so that they can get in really? <laughs> oh yeah yeah you could probably you could probably make an educated guess yeah um <laughs> But uh, yeah, they and, and then every now and then it's like, oh no no, I'm bringing some stuff, and it's like, oh you didn't tell me, you know. So you're then trying to like shunt tables around to like accommodate for a suitcase of whatever. Um, but that's part of the fun, really. You know, it never gets stale or boring in that sense. No, no, and these aren't the only events you do now. I mean, we were just talking about it before we came on, but um, you got a GI Joe one, um, roll out, roll call, don't you? Um, yeah. I think you've have you even done a Masters of the Universe one in the past? Yeah, so uh, so principally speaking, the main toy ones are, or the, the let me rephrase that, the main active toy ones currently are Farthest From, which is Star Wars based, and then Rollout Roll Call, which is Transformers, GI Joe, and Action Force. And then in the past, I've done um, uh, Twins of Power uh, for uh, He Man and She-Ra, or Masters of the Universe and She-Ra, and um, girls go retro as well which was a uh, girls uh, retro toy based event um, and i'll be completely honest out of all of those the one that was the most fun was genuinely girls go retro because it was just completely bizarre but phenomenal 
uh it was it was really good fun and 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 there's nothing else out there out there that really caters for um girls collectibles uh the only thing that comes close to that is you have in the uk pony con but that's very specifically my little pony but there's nothing for strawberry shortcake care bears um and all, all of the other you know cindy barbie uh tressy pippa all, all of the girls uh big hitters uh throughout the 70s and 80s there's, there's nothing really like taking care of of that side of things twins of powers ace because that was working directly with mattel um and they were very good to uh, uh us in the sense of allowing us access to uh exclusives uh that we were then allowed to sell and they would send over at that point in time uh it was he-man classics but they'd send over the giant castle gray skull that people could then see you know like display so it was, it was really a company understanding the value of their fan base to then get them engaged and excited about stuff uh, now, as a toy retailer, I'm I'm always hassling. Oh, and I do, do a Lego day as well. So uh, that that's the other active one. Um, but you're always hassling the the brand owners on this stuff. And really, the only one that is 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 uh, receptive is Lego, uh, where, where I forgot to mention them because they they understand fully uh, the end user. Uh, and you go to Lego. And it's a bit like when you walk into an Ikea, you have like all of those um, uh, staged rooms where they say, you know, oh, this is like a, a bedroom of all of our uh, furnishings and this is an office. And the, they do exactly the same thing, but like with their own brands. Um, so they, they're always stunning and they understand very uh, better than anybody else, really, um, their customer base and, and who's buying what where. Um, but hasbro are the incumbent for both gi joe transformers and star wars they are good and bad they're not at this point in time they're not as good as where they have been in the past in terms of like you know helping resource and things like that but uh certainly in terms of the supply stuff in the uk it's never been better uh if you're a fan of any of those brands um the 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 availability of it uh, and then opening up like Hasbro Pulse as a channel, um, doing direct consumer, uh, literally means that they are committed to bringing the stuff over rather than you having to like uh, order it in through uh, third party retailers or, or shipping it over from like uh, overseas. Um, but they could be a lot better because they should be working with all um uh, fan-based events and it doesn't really take a lot of resource for them to do that um but it's getting the 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 brand managers or the account managers to understand the value of that and sometimes um these people the people that are employed in those positions only know what works for them uh, and it's and and they're, they're often overloaded with stuff so they can't really do have the time to see the opportunity to make things bigger or better because they're up to their eyeballs in online questions and things like that um so i'm always a little bit edgy whenever you see people like ah, bah, 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 dear hasbro blah, 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 um because they want to sell you toys you know <laughs> that's their ultimate goal um it, it's not like some kind of um conspiracy theory 
as to why are they doing these things. Um, it, there is always a financial argument, but there's also a resource argument as well. So, yeah, bit of a divert. Sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so anybody who doesn't know, I run a toy shop. So uh, that, that 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 anybody listening to this who, who's never heard of uh, all the cool stuff myself or father's from, um, my day job is running a toy shop, and uh, I am uh, neck deep in boxes of toys. Uh, literally, you're also a massive My Little Pony fan, which I think gets overlooked a lot, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about the pony. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, I genuinely, I have zero idea about it. But my partner Chloe, <laughs> she is a big My Little Pony collector. But I always get uh, tarred with that uh, uh, brush, and uh, uh, genuinely, I. I know zero, uh, and and it's great because having having a partner who collects stuff, she gets the what you're trying to do, and she she's she's very understanding and, and and very tolerant. My God, is she tolerant? But like, um, she she appreciates what you're trying to do and and why you like certain things. But it also is a double-edged sword that you can't get away with that. Um, Oh, how much did that? Or what was that? I was, oh yeah, it's only ten pounds. You know, it's, it's just not gonna, it's never gonna wash because she, she's, she's uh, in, informed enough to know um, that it, it's not as likely that it was ten pounds and and probably a lot, a lot more. But uh, yeah, good fun. Just returning it to Father's from, um, I mean, you've had some great guests over the years. Um, sadly, we lost um, Gerald home recently. But uh, he came along to Mount. Always get this wrong. <laughs> I think, yeah. 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 Uh, which was a wonderful event, wasn't it? He's, he was a, a larger-than-life character. I mean, I sat with him that evening at the mill and had just some of his stories. He was just a, a great person to spend some time with. Yeah, I mean, G- Gerald was. I mean, if you if you could ever ask for a value for money, I mean, Gerald was a hundred percent it um, uh, because that whole thing just started out as a as a little bit of a as a joke, uh, really, uh, to uh, one of my friends and uh, one of your guests on this episode, like Dave Shorter. The, the whole thing was supposed to be a prank, um, and uh, Gerald didn't see it like that at all. He 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 genuinely thought the whole thing was an acknowledgement of um anything to do with admiral akbar and Squidhead, uh and mark daniels did like uh uh graphic for it uh and and, and he actually did two for the one for the following year as well but gerald was like yeah yeah this is this is going to be an annual thing then you know and, and and i remember dave telling me that they were having breakfast in the crown where where i put them up for the night and, and gerald was discussing like you know potentially the the following year's plan and lineup that might be <laughs> Dave was almost like yeah yeah you might have to speak to Tree about that I'm not so sure but um but uh yeah it was uh uh Gerald Gerald was amazing and, and and he went into such vivid detail with a lot of the stories and things like that he what was great was that he was not bitter about anything and he he the the, the fundamental thing that really stuck out out of that whole evening that he said is that no one who was involved with star Wars has the right to feel like they were shortchanged um, because everybody done well out of it. And then yes, the, you know, at the very top, 
you're talking millions and billions and stuff like that. But even so, as far as a job went, you got paid very well for what you did within that. And I, 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 that really stuck with me because over the years where you see a lot of guests, they, they can sometimes become a little bit resentful and bitter about the whole experience. And it's a bit of a buzzkill because all of these guys have paid money to come and see whoever, uh, uh, talk about something and sign something and they've got nothing good to say about it you know it, it, it's almost the the never meet your heroes um scenario but like gerald was very much like no you know we all did all right out of it so you know you, you, you got no cause to complain but we've had other guests as well um i mean for, for, for this coming show gus is coming over this is the fourth time he's been um and which says a lot about your event doesn't it someone will keep returning yeah well uh i i keep hiding his keys um so he he has to keep coming back now uh so and and gus actually holds the records for coming farthest from as well um where he comes over from seattle uh shane turgeon is uh in second place coming from edmonton in um in canada um but gus is coming over for the fourth time that's that's amazing uh mateus is is popping over from sweden as well signing copies of uh, a new proof and the kremlin strikes back um and we were going to have uh, uh collector archive services as well um but unfortunately due to covid restrictions they've had to like uh, pull out on that um but um ross has assured me that it's not a, a a one-time deal. Um, he wants to come back, and it's looking like most likely it will be uh, uh, this time next year. So, um, providing we can sort of dig ourselves out of uh, uh, everything that's going on right now, and and you know, fingers crossed for vaccinations and things like that, that uh, we'll be we'll be back to full operating strength next year. And so like Ross can come over and um, um, be subjected to father. Cause I keep telling him, you do realize it's about the size of a tennis court. Yeah. It's, it's not big. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've you know, kept abreast of everything that's going on. Um, Cause I'm always worried about people's expectations <laughs> and what, <laughs> what the reality is. But uh, yeah, but, but like you say uh, for, for, for one thing or another, it, it's managed to attract some great guests exactly well if i had a pit if you had to if i'd push you for just your most favorite moment from farthest from all the ones you've done could you could you pinpoint one moment yeah that's does i i think the one that uh for, for those that were there the 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 tri logo misprint sheet coming out so it was a a, a, a sheet that had gone through the printer uh, where, where you have like the CMYK, one of those had been in, inserted in, uh, load, loaded in 180 degrees wrong. So it was it was like a misprint. It wasn't a proof sheet. It was a misprint. And it was a, a sheet of 30 cards. And the thing is, I had this behind the, um, the pop-up display all show. Uh, and nobody knew it was there. And it was right at the end. It was like, ah, oh, ta-da. You know, it was like the sort of like whipping off of the uh the the uh, cover o- over something and i think that was one of the one the, the the sort of thing that people didn't quite grasp what it was 
and then the penny started to slowly drop as to oh wow that that's that's quite incredible um but that's pro i mean that that that's one that always gets talked about but probably my favorite really is um is actually the, the 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 bits outside the events themselves so like when i when there's a rare chance for me to be able to actually chill out and relax with people um and that's why i like the summer one best because it's like evenings it's, it's being able to like just join even if it's only for one pint over over the road in the beer garden with with folk uh for 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 one pint that for me is actually probably my favorite moments and it's not even anything to do with the show because really when the show's open all i'm doing is like a pinball going from one thing to the next to, the, to whatever um it's being able to actually uh and, and my, my biggest regret is never actually being having enough time to talk to people either because you the moment you start something you you're, you're being pulled off in you're being asked to like uh 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 attend to something else uh that's going on or or, or something's gone wrong or there's a price that needs uh checking or, or something like that uh so what you're doing is you're just on on uh, constant alert and things like that. But like, it's the chances to be able to like take a break out of it and and chill out. And and like I said, I can't think of anything specific. Um, but the summer one's always my favourite because everybody's outside. You know, it's nice and warm. Everybody's relaxed and chilled out. You know, and, and, and a lot of people are in summer holiday mode anyway. Every, you know, everybody's more or less in a good mood. Whereas uh this weekend everybody could be cold layered up you know and every and everybody will have a great time but it's just not as relaxed as you know just yeah. sort of sat there having a few beers in a beer garden kind of thing so what about yourself i think it'll be a good vibe this weekend actually with i said i didn't go to echo earlier in the year so this is my oh. first event since 20 uh 2019 as far as from so uh gotcha uh, well i i, I will say where we did rollout roll call literally two weeks ago um one thing that really came out was very evident was people it, and it was almost semi-emotional as well um that people realized that they actually haven't interacted with a lot of these people for, for like two years um and and it really did stick out because all of a sudden you, you got people who are slightly on the fence about doing these things you know do they feel comfortable with doing it do they have any exact anxiety and things like that but literally when they're catching up with people even though we're all electronically and virtually connected now anyway but the 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 there was all, almost an underlying uh emotion about actually this reunion of, of everybody seeing each other again. I don't know whether or not if you'll get that with Star Wars, because certainly for that first hour of Farthest From, it's like every man for themselves. You know, yeah. it's like, get out of my way. I need to get to that box before you do. Uh, and not necessarily about, holy cow, how you doing or anything like that. Um, and it's also normally a little bit of an older demographic, typically, than than say like the the gi joe and transformer crowd but i'd like to think that i think people you know we, we all are in loose contact but i think when when it is 
there and you're like seeing people that you wouldn't necessarily mix with or 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 engage or or talk with i think there you know it it, it will actually expose for yourself Stu. i mean i know you, you've had team meetups within uh the, the the show itself but when you when you see the uh all these other and 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 also what you've got coming your way that you didn't have before is uh people asking you about generation skywalker so yeah. in this period of time this one's going to be completely different for you so you've got the emotion of like seeing you know <laughs> the, the the terrible emotion of seeing people again um but you've also got people talking to you about something that they wouldn't have talked to you well, vintage rebellion sure but like you've now got generation skywalker as well it, it, it's going to be a a, a a different thing for you um so uh, I, I think it would be quite cool. I'm looking forward to the first one being back at Farthest From because I feel that's where the biggest connection is for as an event. I think it's um yeah means the most to most of the group that I'm with anyway. Um, Dave, just just quickly to close this out then the current event. I mean you've mentioned Matthias and Gus. Um, I, I mean have you got is the is the hall full? Is it? Have you got restricted this time? Has it been? Yeah, no, no. So, um, so very good question on the restriction front. Everybody who's coming will be required to wear a face mask. And unfortunately, that is government guidelines. But um, thankfully, there's no restrictions in the sense of like last year, it was like a maximum of 30 people in an enclosed space. So there's no restrictions on that. However, we do have sanitizer on entry in the kitchen uh within the hall itself and many of the traders will have like sanitizers as well so fundamentally first and foremost safety first everybody uh will be uh respectful of that and wearing masks because that's the guidelines uh and you know we got to look out for one another within this because we don't want this to go into a lockdown and then not have another two years of this um but that aside as you said mentioned Gus he's going to be doing a presentation there's uh Mateus he's going to be doing a presentation and signing copies of a new proof and Kremlin Strikes Back um there is the Vintage Rebellion they're going to be doing a, a live recording um there is uh making tracks from Fanta Tracks and Mark and Mark will be down doing a, a live recording you guys are doing a live recording as well um if there's time I might do a presentation i've got something i've been working on for ages which i me personally i think is ace it's actually a look back at the home shopping catalogs within the uk of the star wars era uh, now everybody's all seen the argos pages you know they've been shown like a billion times but like within the uk you had so many other home shopping catalogs k's grattan's littlewoods um you know and, and so many more and they would do amazing like displays and it'd be great to see the types of products that were available but then also the comparable things that were around culturally as well that were star wars but not star wars you, you know in, influenced by that whole thing and, and I'd, I'd like to do a christmas one of those so like everybody remembers those as kids like going through catalogs and and almost like memorizing uh the prices and the names and the the numbers and then putting those on on santa listens that so i might do that um there will be possibly 
Uh, I've just need to get confirmation. A really cool display as well, but I'm not 100% sure because it's gone a little quiet. Um, but in terms of traders, I do actually have a list here. Check this out. Right, hang on. It is actually fairly bonkers. Uh, so uh, you've got Paul Waterer, uh, Andy Cooper, who, who weirdly, Andy Cooper is actually my original Star Wars dealer uh, from 93, 1993. So he, he's, he's still going. It's incredible. He, he's coming down. Uh, Deflector DC, who do uh, 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 polypropylene uh, uh, protective casing, GW acrylic, all the cool stuff. Andy Golding, uh, Gary Smith, Paul Davis, uh, Jag Cayley, Nick Dykes, um, collector displays, which are all those amazing uh, custom cabinets that Drew makes. Uh, Mark Daniels is coming down. Uh, Mark Hockley, Bowman's Green, uh, who uh, do all of the uh, Marvel comic uh, uh, style film posters. They're amazing. The Space Bridge, Paul Milner. Um, and then... Uh, just waiting to hear uh, from Wayne Totty uh, from Echo Base. Uh, hopefully, uh, they'll be there selling like the guides and um, other merchandise for for raising money. And also, um, one of your previous guests, Darren Heyman, as well, uh, who will have uh, the artworks that he's been doing on on like vintage style uh, action figures and stuff like that. So that's actually and and then in, in addition. Uh, yourselves and Vintage Rebellion will have like a, a little presence there that you'll be able to like come up and, and, and talk to everybody from like the podcast as well. So yeah, that is, it's, it's rammed. Has got a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we definitely need them sanitizers in there. So. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's even without COVID. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> that's, um, that's brilliant. That sounds, sounds a perfect way to jump back in. Also, there's obviously the family fun day on the Saturday as well. Any details on that? Yeah, so um, uh, I made a joke earlier about the first hour of Fathers From is like dog eat dog. Um, and it was uh, from that that made me think, well, this isn't necessarily the uh, the best child-friendly environment. So uh, decided to do a few years ago a Saturday that was more for the kids side of things uh, and then keeping fathers from squarely as the, the vintage toys and memorabilia. So the, the family fun day uh, where we raise money for, for uh, local projects and charities this year will be for the Salvation Army. Um, but uh, we have the UK garrison and the rebel Legion uh, all costuming there. So they'll be down for the day. We have like, um, fair uh, carnival type games uh, to allow people like the coconut shy and the shooting gallery and things like that but with a star wars twist um and that'll allow you to uh, get prizes uh and then uh, yourselves will be there as well uh and then we've got some very special guests we got uh we're trying to theme it around the fifth anniversary of rogue one which um it's five five years why not um and we've got guy henry coming down he was the the base reference for peter cushing um for the governor talking uh but he's best known for holby city and uh harry potter um but he grew up around here so um that's pretty cool that he's 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 popping back um we've also got um brian herring as well who is the 
uh, from the Disney era, uh, puppeteer and performer, best known for the BB-8 side of things. He's, he's the guy who controls BB-8. Um, he'll be signing. Um, and they will both be doing signings and doing talks uh, in the hall at various points. And then at the end of the day, we've got a very, very special uh, talk uh, of a guest. So he's not signing. He's just popping down for the talk. He doesn't really do signings. But it's an incredible opportunity to actually get face to face time with uh, uh, Neil Scanlan, who is the uh, through the Disney era of star wars he is the uh, head of uh costuming and uh makeup department and, and creature effects um so all of the things that we've had before in the past where we've talked about previous guests um one of the mon Calcons we had paul casey who was admiral radis uh and martin rezard who was the guy who sculpted the masks for uh admiral radis and, and loads of other stuff but neil is really the the guy at the top of all of that so he's the guy who who helps uh work with the art department take those concepts and then help make them reality and then figure out how not how do you just do you make it but how do you animate it you know what what kind of uh animatronics do you need in there uh, problem solving then overseeing all of that and then getting the performers and then going through so his insight really is 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 quite amazing um and it, it he doesn't do as, as far as i'm aware um he only really does like the sort of celebration type events and that's probably because he's under contract you know he doesn't really have much of a say in the matter um but he doesn't seem to do anything else so this is genuinely genuinely a very rare opportunity to have him just come down he's just going to talk for about an hour or so uh, mark newbold from making tracks is going to interview him uh, have him up on stage um and that's really pretty amazing so if you're in the in that neck of the woods or in this neck of the woods uh do come down there's also stuff going on in the town during the day as well it's, it's like a christmas festivity thing going on in in, in fording so there's lots of other stuff so it's a great time to come down there's not just like the star wars show going on and then in the evening we've got the uh christmas meal going on uh and again brian is staying behind uh to be the, the the speaker for that um and so he's going to do a talk on saturday night as is gus uh, and uh as is mateus as well uh so there's there's evening evening yeah. content going on as well so yeah i'm going to be run off my feet come monday i'll be dead to the world yeah have you got the day off That's back in the shop <laughs> <laughs> probably not <laughs> what's the opening time saturday event so Saturday is uh, 10 a.m. opening and closes at 5. Uh, the evening meal starts at 7 and goes on to 11. Uh, that is pre-booked only, so uh, don't turn up on the door. If, if that is something of interest, um, check out allthecoolstuff.co.uk and go to all the cool stuff events tab uh, for details there, only because we need to pre-book the actual meals for everybody to make sure that the catering's done, which is done by the Crown, which is the pub opposite. And they're also running the bar as well. Now, you'll appreciate this, Stu. This is genius. <laughs> because of COVID, um, all pubs have had to do table service. Uh, so they now have a pad with all your drinks loaded on there, and they will just literally be punching in what you want. And then that goes to the bar and then someone runs over with the drinks. So Brilliant. none of this uh, ice bucket stuff that I have going on in the town hall with 
cans and what forget all of that now we've got the technology as a result of the pandemic uh, and they're like yeah yeah let's give it a go um and it'll probably it'll probably go wrong uh, I've jinxed it now, but yeah. So they'll they'll be doing the drinks and and doing the meal, um, and then on the Sunday itself, slightly later opening time, 11 a.m. for early bird entry. General entry is then at 12 o'clock, and then the show closes at four. Brilliant. Well, Dave, I am really really looking forward to it. I'm sure everyone else is that's coming along. And um, sounds amazing. I think you've uh, knocked it out of the park. Well, let's let's hope so. Like like I said, it, it's the first one in a couple of years, uh, and it's long overdue. And really, although fundamentally people are looking at this from the toy perspective, that is very much uh, a strong reason. But to get the full value out of this whole thing, don't look at it just as toys. Look at it as a chance to learn things. Look at it as a chance to actually meet friends and catch up with people as well. And then that really is is really where you get the full value of this. Um, you don't need the event to take place for you to catch up with people and see them. But it's a great excuse as well at the same time. So, um, yeah, if, you, if, if this is your first time coming down, don't be shy. Uh, literally just everybody's there for the same reason. So, um yeah just just talk to people and you'd be actually quite surprised you know we all have this shared common interest in stuff we, you know we, we we are actually mentally defective uh loving something from 40 odd years ago that we can't quite let go of because we've been brainwashed as kids um so we're all there we're all we're all we all, we're all affected by the same thing so enjoy it you know talk to people uh make as many friends uh those friends will help you with your collection as well gain uh the benefit of people talking uh with the panels uh get the chance to meet your heroes uh with generation skywalker and like vintage rebellion and making tracks and sit in you know take part you you spend hours listening to this stuff now you can actually sit there in front of people talking about it as well as, as the recording so yeah it's great do it yeah wonderful dave and um i'm sure we'll try and catch five minutes with you over the weekend for the after show <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah maybe not such a relaxed day maybe no refunds a... <laughs> uh thank you so much dave for uh, take your time uh sadly since that interview which i recorded five six hours ago uh, Matthias has sadly had to cancel uh due to restrictions with regards to covid so uh bit of a shame but uh, Matthias is meant to be returning next year I'm going to come over to you Jez since its inception I mean you you were at the early ones yeah. the show has has evolved hasn't it it has changed quite significantly as much as it can in a village hall what have been the most significant changes since uh, the first one you went to yeah okay so the most significant changes are is potentially the footfall and the amount of vendors coming in and the fact that it's migrated from just a Sunday to a weekend event and which often then also includes a saturday night um saturday night special saturday night entertainment or or something put on uh by dave um to sort of you know uh bridge that gap between the saturday and the sunday so the sunday started off as as the vintage day and uh and i was actually looking at some photographs earlier on uh, which which have got which show and and one thing which has been constant I believe I've been to all but three of them 
so uh so that makes yeah 19 wow that's a lot of uh traveling a lot of accommodation but absolutely worthwhile um so the one thing which has remained constant is the uh the town hall so this is just opposite from dave's fantastic store all the cool stuff which is brilliant because throughout the day you're able to sort of nip in and out of this uh, other other shop to see what his wares are um but the amount of people going in there before you would imagine it's say the uh the three sides of a rectangle as you walk into this hall so either side and at the end you would have vendors and then with the success of father's front the uh, stores then ended up sort of doubling down the middle as well uh, just because he couldn't cram enough people in um, stalls and things have ended up going upstairs where there there is a second floor and um, but the the main excitement is downstairs now also initially uh, there were there were presentations going on and in fact I did my own one day uh, when you know because Dave was always asking on the forums oh, does anyone want to do a presentation on this that, and the other so farthest from it was a combination of, of vintage sales but also a little bit of education slash you know just a little bit more with regards to the vintage collecting and the uh and as it evolved and onto the saturday it became a bit more of a sort of family fun day with uh, a great deal of jedi news involvement and uh, which then sort of morphed into panther tracks and uh those guys doing a, a variety of things you've also seen advances in additional guests coming along so um you know be it people doing some signings or some um or some uh, smaller sort of actors um, from the Star Wars era, or, or collectors, and then we've seen pe- you know people like Mateus and, and Gus and Duncan coming along, and uh, yeah, it's just been—I I said it earlier on—it's that mecca for collecting. And uh, even though it is fast from you know it's from a geographical point of view, it's not ideal for people, but people do go there. People travel from far and wide you know rich was traveling down from you know from up north from newcastle or coming all the way down it's just it's just brilliant exactly exactly right yeah well covered it definitely has grown um what about the rest of you changes you've seen liked what what do you think's worked you know what what do you i used to love it when the the seats used to be in the in the middle of the hall and um you used to have all that bustle the first couple of hours where you're doing your buy-in and then as it kind of calmed into the afternoon and the hardcore were there, they would sit down and watch. I mean, I've watched Grant do a presentation in there. I think it was your your Helix trial run before your celebration, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in uh, 2014. And was, there was it? A, yeah, there was a guy who had a stall there. And on the stall, he had a five uh, five Helix pen pack, which is, as Mark, Mark will support me on this, is a pretty tricky one to get hold of. I couldn't afford it at the time. I think he wanted £750 for it. But I, th- I think it was either Mark, it might be Mark Newbold from uh, Fan for Track said, oh, I know a guy called Craig Spivey. Here's his contact details. You want to contact him because he collects the Helix stuff. And on the way home from Father's From, that's my first contact with Craig. <laughs> you rang him straight away. Yeah, I rang him and said, mate, man, I found something for you to buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame he's not here to be able to uh, <laughs> say, I this madman. <laughs> And then I sent him the, 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 the presentation and from that it exploded into what it did. But um, yeah, I think also, you know, do you, do you mind a little memory lane monologue just to highlight some of kind of... what this is all about. Yeah? Yeah. So, so, so looking at the first Father's Farm, I know we touched again to the Jezza's Je- house and the nostalgia of meet, finally meeting like-minded people and 
building castles out of carded figures and all that kind of stuff. It was amazing. But it was also the first Father's Form. I don't know if you remember this, Jess, but it was quite a run of Power of the Force concept uh, prototype logos. Do you remember when that was? That, those were a thing yes. going around? Yes, yeah. Mate, yeah. You don't see stuff like that anymore, do you? Um, the second Father's From was where uh, uh, Gus and Duncan came. And they were selling those three books. And we had that gentleman who joined the forum. And he'd gone into his loft and he'd found all those sealed 12-inch dolls and carded figures and um, a sealed pally toy, three-position laser rifle. They brought them down and were selling those off. Um, and then the third one, which really sticks out to me, that was just as the Toy Tony scandal broke. But there was a there was a presentation box in there uh, that a collector brought down. Uh, and in that presentation box, you had a, a Canadian Sears shrink-wrapped General Veers and Han Bespin, a POC Luke Bespin on the card, a Rebel Commando prototype on a Luke... Uh, oh, sorry, on a Lando Kenner Empire Strikes Back card, a Paddy Toy 12-back Jawa, cloth cape and vinyl cape. When I was when, you know, there was a big deal about whether the vinyl cape existed or not. Uh, a Klaatu prototype figure on a on a carded uh, Klaatu uh, card. Uh, Harbert Yoda and the Canadian walking R2-D2, all in, a, in like a presentation case. You know, there was uh, French Meccano baggies in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a display box. Lee had done his 12-inch doll presentation as well. Action figure presentation, sorry. <laughs> and that was the kind of, you know, that we would be able to go there and just see, like, the really high-quality stuff. Not just, you know, there was plenty of carded figures, plenty of loose figures, but it was always, you know, real breathtaking, you know, museum-sized uh, pieces there. Or, or maybe someone would bring some props down for us to look at, like an Ewok head or, yeah. you know, uh, uh, a painted storyboard or... You know, or, or, or the Pally Toy posters, like the uh, the toys from the film are here, Star Wars poster, or the Emperor mm. Mail-Away poster. You know, some really sort of stuff you just don't see in the flesh. Yeah. I remember you had, on, on the first one, you had Lee, is it Lee Gray, just walking around with his graded Vlix? He was just Proto- like, yeah. Prototype Vlix. Yeah, it was a prototype Vlix. Prototype Vlix, yeah. There was one when I think Dave had a large sheet I, I don't know how it uh how it's yeah. properly described that but the uh the trilogo sort of proof sheet the pre-cut yeah. trilogo proof sheet which he said that it's not legend had it but a, by all accounts there was a load of meat was wrapped up in this or something or other and, and a butcher had used it to uh to wrap up a load of meat and, and that was just there shown i mean who wonders or you know dares to dream <laughs> what they'll be there this weekend you know and um yeah it's just some rare treats i mean god we need it we really need it friend of ours as well mark he had his proof run there which consisted of a, a complete revenge proof run plus loads of other proofs as well from empire revenge and return of the jedi but that that, that trilogue proof sheet that definitely spun some heads because it had the um it had the Leia Hoff on there. It had the Trilogo Jawa on there. Yeah, yeah. You know, proper hardcore awesome piece. But yeah, that's just the first, you know, four or five Fathers Froms. And you said there's been 22, so there's been a lot of that. <laughs> Can you remember? So we um, we did this thing where, so we started it off where it was just a Sunday. And then, so the first one was Saturday night in my house. And then it went on. And then I think the second one 
it might have been the second one where I said, right, let's um, I'm going to rent the motorhome, the RF Benson station motorhome, and let's drive down and camp overnight. So uh, maybe that was a second. I don't know, because, you know, we had we then sort of got into the whole, well, let's just stay there the night before and have have a good session in the pub. So it then evolved that we were doing our own sort of lads nights out and as i said it then evolved it um dave said you know hey you know come over let's let's extend the fun and, and actually end up having some talks and some uh you know the, yes there's mark made uh reference to the christmas one earlier on but there were other things you know we had gerald home come in to do a whole thing where he was you know spinning some dits and, and um reliving some yarns about times on jedi but the whole thing i mean i think sometimes even when people have got no money no disposable income at that time you know and there'll be people there this year who just thinking actually you know a little bit stony brick but they'll be able to afford the entrance fee or just to come down the night before because part of the appeal is not only being you know what dave is able to provide for us but it's just that again it's that gathering of like-minded people isn't it and that and that, that and that 12 month payment plan <laughs> yeah let's not forget that <laughs> you and your payment plans let's just talk about traders i mean we've already mentioned it my first one ian sanderson had some amazing pieces that day when i was there and it blew my mind and i, I can still remember i bought a, a cloud car pilot mint on card which i still got to this day i bought an obi-wan and and lots of other bits and pieces and you come home and you know that, that that buzz of buying mint on cards. I think you say it quite often, Grant. There's still nothing quite like buying a mint on card. There's still something really special when you do purchase it. So, first of all, let, as a, as a sales point, Mark, I'm pretty sure Echo, you would make more money as a trader because of the footfall. Is it better selling at somewhere like Farthest From, where you can actually proper have a proper chat with these other collectors? Whereas a, a busier event, you don't get that opportunity. I, I I personally don't think there's a lot. Of, well, for me personally, anyway, it, I don't think there's a great deal in it. Um, th- th- there has been some sort of uh, parallels drawn between Echo Live and Farthest From, and I think they're two different, very very different animals. Echo Live has become this behemoth of a show where you know every time it gets bigger and better um more traders more people through the the doors um and farthest from has remained this very small um sort of closely knit uh, environment the show and i think that that's done on purpose and that's not nothing to take away from what dave wants from wants to put on as a show I think credit to him because he could have moved the show and made it bigger and, uh, you know, been a, a real um, sort of big draw down south. But for me, as a trader, the smaller event is, um, I don't know whether I'd say it's better to, you know, converse with people for longer or whatever, because I, I do that at Echo anyway, or did do that at Echo. Um, I think what you get is, people um having very very narrow visions when it comes to what 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 they want to buy because you only have uh, a small amount of people through the door and um what i've tended to find is people coming in looking for very specific things whereas when i've been selling at echo um i found that people have 
yes, they want specific things, but also they see stuff that they didn't realise they wanted and end up buying anyway. Uh, many of the time when I've been to Echo and they've um, had to go to the cash point to get more money because they want something they didn't realise they wanted. Uh, whereas farthest from, I've always found it to be a bit more, like I say, focused. I suppose the, the, the one thing about selling at farthest from is it is it is vintage i mean it's you know wall-to-wall vintage that's what it's there for that's what it does isn't it that's um you, you do get traders there that don't normally trade anywhere else um uh, f- from what i've known before in the past so a couple of guys there that don't trade at see the nec or you know uh, barry pot affairs or live will turn up at farthest from and have a small table or a couple of tables and sell bits um so yeah yeah that, that, that is a that's a good point to support that i think at farthest from i think in uh, when it comes to uh quantity echo's got so much there but farthest from i think you find that's where you'll find someone selling a complete droids line of carded figures or you know complete complete set of uh revenge proofs or you know some of the hardest try logos and stuff there seems to be a lot more highbrow items there mind yeah. you it might it might be that i'm just laid through the door at echo and it's already gone you know <laughs> indeed right so i'm gonna go over to another interview now and actually someone that trades there all the time um i think he was telling me tells me during this interview that he's traded since father's from free and hasn't actually missed a show and he is again trading this weekend and that is uh, a good friend of ours mark hockley and he was telling me in this interview that he hadn't heard of Farthest From and he had gone to the NEC at Christmas in 2012 and bumped into Mark and Lee and they had asked him, are you going to Farthest From tomorrow? And he had said, I don't know what you're talking about. And they explained what it was to him. So the next day he rocked up down at Farthest From as a punter and uh, the rest is history. So they say he's been there ever since. So uh, there you go, Mark. Uh, without you. I didn't Mr. know that. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. it, we, I, I'll tell you what what it was it was the nec and we were all stood at jim stevenson's stand which was the last time jim ever had a stand anywhere and uh, at the time uh, obviously anybody that knows jim stevenson will know that he is the sort of granddaddy of star wars vintage collecting and vintage tv and film toys full stop um and uh, yeah we it was it was a kind of meeting of minds i think lee roughly knew who he was and had a chat with him but I, I'd never met him before and um, yeah absolutely lovely guy first time I'd met him yeah and we talked about farthest from and I hadn't even been down there and Lee, Lee was talk, talking to him about it yeah well let's listen to that interview and you'll uh, hear his side of the story I think you've given it a bit more detail than what Mr Hockley did though <laughs> delighted to welcome Mark Hockley. Mark, hello. Welcome to, well, back to Generation Skywalker. You've been on several times. Yeah. Hi. Thanks. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. How you doing? We're, we're all good, mate. All good. Um, so tonight, we're, we're only doing a short short show tonight, so I'm just getting a few people on who are, are regulars to farthest from. And um, obviously, since I've been coming, I can't think of a time when you haven't been there. You're always there, Mark. Why farthest from? What do you like about farthest from that makes you always attend? Oh, I love it. It's um, it, it goes right back to I think it was um, back in 2012 when um, I first met Mark Daniels and Lee Bullock at the Birmingham NEC show, and um, 
I'd never met them before. And me and my wife were just having a look around the show. And I saw that the stall had some 12 inch Lily Leddy figures on it. Um, and I just said to him, ah, oh, 12 inch Lily Leddy. And, and Lee's like, ah, so you know about them. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And so we just bonded over, over dollies. And uh, yeah, just got chatting about the Lily Leddy stuff. And, um, and after a little while chatting to the guys, they both said, um, so you going to Father's from tomorrow? I'm like, what's Father's from? Didn't have a clue, never heard of it. Wasn't on the on the forums enough to really sort of pick up about it. And um, so, yeah, so needless to say, I went the next day and that I believe was Furthest From 2. So I'd missed the first one. And um, so, yeah, went to Furthest From 2, met Dave um, and, you know, all, all the guys there and um, picked up a few things. I remember getting um, a mint and sealed box due back from um, Matt Booker which cost me the princely sum of 60 quid and um, he had up at 75 and he, and it was like mid morning and he was like, Oh, I'll do that for 60 for you. Still got that to this day. Um, bought a few jigsaws and a black robot stormtrooper bootleg thing um, that you see sometimes battery operated thing. Still got that as well. Um, yeah. And that was my first five is from God feeling it was December, 2012, but I could be wrong, but yeah, I think it was December, 2012 because it was the day after the NEC and I had a note scribbled in my, my little black Star Wars book of when I buy things. That was, it was December that I met um, Liam Mark at the NEC. So yeah, it must have been, must have been the December 2012. But um, David, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you, carry a, um, you carry a little book to mark when you buy That's a great idea because I always hear everyone going on about, I've got a spreadsheet so I can yeah. keep track of what I spend and what I think. What spreadsheet as well, but, but it's that's kind of retroactively sort of trying to put stuff into that. But I've got a little like moleskin Star Wars notebook thing that I got for Christmas. It, I must have got it for Christmas the year before 2011. And I dug it out and started writing in that. So the first note in that is yeah. notes 7th of December 2012, farthest from two. That's the first note that's in the, in this such book. That's a good idea because I, I haven't got even a spreadsheet because it's, it feels like too big a job for me to go set one up. So it's kind of like, apart from about three or four big purchases, I don't know where I got stuff or how much I paid for it. How, how has it evolved since number two? I mean, was number two a quiet event? I mean, number number two was real eye opener for me because up until that point, I, I was a member of the, the forum and, and a couple of like rebel scum and things like that, but I very rarely went on there. So really collecting before Fibers From was like a really sort of solitary thing. Um, and from that day forward, it's always been about the friends that I've made at Fibers From and that's just that's what it's become about it's the social thing of it all and also it's that networking thing of it all so if you're looking for something or if someone else is looking for something you know and you're looking out for it for them um and i love that especially now when i don't buy as often as i did because i've kind of got a lot of the things that i wanted and i've kind of whittled my collection down to the sort of the, the main things that i love uh it's not very often i get to pick something up so if i can spend someone else's money and find something somebody else is looking for that makes me happy and all of those friendships were all born out of Fibers From. It, yeah, it means a lot to me from, from just from that point of view. And um, and I remember like key pieces of my collection and, and who I bought them from and where I bought them. And and quite often it's Fibers From. You're, you're a trader. I think you just told me before we were on. Yeah, first first one you sold out was number three. Yeah, first one I went to was number two because I literally found out the day before about it. And then Fibers From three was the first one I had a stall at. And that was when Gus and Duncan came. I believe the first time I met them and I still remember getting a the mintiest 
Destar droid that I'd ever loose Destar droid that I'd ever found anywhere. I bought that for me and Sanderson at that show. And at the time it was like, I think it was 30, 35 pounds. And it was such a lot of money to spend on one figure that wasn't really a rare figure, but it was pristine. And, it's a um, and it's you're find in good condition. Yeah. It, it, I mean, even my childhood one was something I traded off, off of a kid that lived, you know, three roads over. And it was like, you know, been thrown out of bedroom windows and stuff. So even my childhood one was tatty. And um, but yeah, I bought this one off of off of Ian at that show, and it's it's still the one I've got today. I've never found a better one. That was the first first one I I sold at had a table at, and I say I think I've done every single one since then. Even even the one that wasn't in the same hall, we did the hall across the way in Fordingbridge one year. You're a nightmare trader for someone like me because well, well I'm not. <laughs> the thing is that my heart's not in being a trader. I'm not. I've never really been a trader. I mean, like before. Um, when in my twenties, I used to do like some of the toy shows, um, like chess and, and, and um, the NEC and that, and it was only ever a ways to kind of be there and to, to sell a few bits, but buy a lot more, but it was never, I never sort of made friends and hung out with other dealers. It was always sort of like the competition at those sort of things, or it, it felt like it to me, um, coming in and just being the new kid on the block. Cause you had the big dealers there like Jim and, and that, that were just you, you you know you'd be looking through that like the sweet window at Christmas you're just wishing you could afford to buy something from that store because everything was so pristine but for me and my mate we just rock up hire a van rock up throw a few things we'd sort of tired of and just try and trade up and get some things we wanted get rid of some things we were weren't gonna um gonna keep but Fire's from was from the get-go was just more friendly than that and in fact the best deals ever done at Fire's from were done at the end of the day with uh, each other you know, I'll start the day sometimes with with some key pieces. I never even get to sit on my table when everybody else rocks up because we've already spotted it. But the end of the day is always my favourite. And it's not always big deals. It's just sometimes it's just so you don't take the same stuff home. You know, it's literally like, oh, I don't want to take that back. And that's where you fall foul, because that's where I always say to you, you like that, don't you? And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm not going to get it today. And I go, well, just take it and, and just give me the money when I see you next. Yeah, that's the worst thing, because right? I will yeah. I'll probably come over to your stall just before it starts and have a little nose and probably take a, a fancy to something. And then every time I walk past you during the day, you're like, yeah, you're still there, still there, mate. Still there. And at the end of the day, you're like, I'll take it and square up with me. And then, then I get home with it. I'm like, oh, I hate having debt like that. So then I end up paying That's like, I think if I just turn around now, yeah. I can see a Kenner Death Star, which I know yeah. <laughs> was that story. Uh, I can see an Empire Strikes Back, cho- um, what are they called, court board, which yeah. I know... <laughs> It was you. And sitting right to my left is my, my beautiful Ewok, which uh, Sorry, I did yeah. wait till the end of the day for that. But um, yeah. Yeah, and there was, a, there was a bunch of mini rigs as well. And, and I, I remember, I, yeah. I probably remember all of them, actually. But it's it's that thing of like, you, you go there to, to because you wouldn't want to miss it in case there's something you want to get. And like anything, because I don't sell anywhere else. You say about me being a dealer, but I don't I don't sell online a great deal. And I don't sell at any other shows. So for me, if you didn't buy it that day, you'd only be buying it the next time I saw you at Fibers from, because it, it's not going to go in between, you know. So I'd rather you you took it and if you really wanted it, if, that you took it and enjoyed it and pay for it when you can, you know. It's but we've known each other a long time, you know. We say we've we've known each other eight years. Got any um, standout pieces on your stand this weekend? I haven't really figured quite what I'm selling. I've got a few things I might sell. Um, I've got some nice loose figures and like, I'm slimming down variations and things so I've got a I've got a full set of figures in a in a cabinet so 
I don't need to keep all these other ones really. So there's some stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm and, coming back together my loose run, Mark. So uh, yeah, yeah and there's, there's nothing breathtaking as in rarity there, but the condition is really nice on 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 these. And um, yeah, and I've just got a thing where if I can't display it well, I kind of let it go. But it's difficult because I've you know I've got some multi packs and that that I can't display them all, but I can't decide which ones are going to go yet. So I've I've had one set aside for a week that might go. But I don't really want to sell it. And I've got and the other thing is I've got no idea what anything's worth. So I have to spend this week kind of pricing stuff and looking at previous sales. Um just just, just we to see where to sit with the price on it. So um well, yeah. the main thing the main reason I've got a table is because I want to be there. So I've probably gonna scrape together enough stuff to fill a table, but it probably won't be my, my biggest stall. But if it doesn't sell it just goes, you know, back into the collection and just doesn't display as nicely. That's all, that's all that really happens. But, um, are you um are you sleeping in your van? I mean, I can remember one night you were you were coming down. I think you must have done a gig the night before nearby. Yeah, I can't remember where I was the night. in your van, and I think me and Grant staggered out of the hall, having had a few drinks. And you were um, we were staying in Ringwood and couldn't get a taxi back. Like one in the morning, Grant had you. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you you were incredibly drunk, as I recall. Grant was only just behind you. Yeah, I took you back to your to the guest house to know Ringwood. I That's think you fell asleep. Good. <laughs> one of you fell asleep like literally on the first roundabout yeah that was that was fun I, I was I must have been somewhere near enough to get there at the end of the night but not enough not near enough to have got there I think it was probably the Isle of Wight but I had to wait for the ferry to get over and by the time I got over the pubs had shut you guys were just kind of rattling around yeah I remember that I don't have that van anymore actually I've, I've gone all normal now I've just got a car that I do my gigs in so that's not an option now and I can't remember where I am the night before but the Saturday night Friday and Saturday night I'm gigging, so I'll just be down there on the Sunday morning to set up, which is a shame because lo- I'd love to make the night before. I've made the afternoon before and before you all have your Christmas dinner and then I've had to go to work. I've done that a few times, but I don't think I'm near enough to do that this time. I'm waiting for Dave to hire you for a Saturday night. He's threatened to so many times and I always talk him out of it because no one wants that. Next year we're going to have you for the Christmas. And I was going, why? why? Why would you do that? It's Buble <laughs> and Robbie. No one... We're all 40-something-year-old men. No one gives a hoot. It's like, it'll be the toughest gig of my life. I'd just be getting heckled. And also, like, I just, you know, I, after everything he's done for us all, I couldn't charge him, and I can't afford not to work. It's one of them catch-22 situations. It's far easier for him to, to not book me than it is for me to go, all right, yeah, no, go on then. But, yeah, if it goes on for long enough, one day it'll be, I'll probably be in a wheelchair and grey-haired and, but I'll just rock up and sing a bunch of Christmas songs. Oh, um, pubs into playing here. Yeah, that is it, Mark. Just a song. I'll leave that with me for um, the spring show. <laughs> you can do it on the Sunday. Uh, but the only the only song that anyone's ever going to find palette boys me a Christmas song. So it's got to be a Christmas one, isn't it? No one, no one wants to hear like Cry Me a River or anything, do they? I reckon. Like, I reckon a lot of people Christmas like singing something out something like Mandy or the Coke and Tobacco. <laughs> I love the fact you perpetuate this myth that I'm a, that I'm a thinking, I've forgotten his name now, uh, Barry Manilow tribute. Yeah, I forgot yeah. his name. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't know. Back on, back, back on track. Yes. What has been your favourite purchase from, have you got a standout purchase that you made at Farmstrong? I don't know. I mean, I've got a few. I, I had a quick, I knew you were going to ask me a question like that. So I kind of went through, through my little black book and through my photos, just trying to, jogged the memory because it's not what it used to be and um I've kind of got highlights of a few like um like first meeting Gus and Duncan that was cool and then 2013 the Christmas one 2013 which I think was Burbage from four which did you say was the first one you went to 
year, which is right That's... at the start of 2014. Um, I think. Oh, see, I'm confused. See, there was there was one Christmas 2013, which is the one where there was the uncut tri logo sheet. Do you remember that? Were you there for that? No, that was yeah, just before I. Right, I've got a feeling that was furthest from four, but I might again. The, um, the, the numbers get wobbly, but the, the dates are the dates are true. And um, see, I met Gus and Duncan. Yeah, that was March 2013. That was the one they came to, and then. The December one uh, that year was the uncut trilogo sheet, which was amazing. It's like 13 trilogo car packs in one big block, um, which is Dave's, I believe. Dave, Dave was certainly uh, who was showing us it. Um, whether he where he owned it or whether he was displaying it, I'm not 100% certain on. But that was that was bonkers, and that was, I believe, the first time I saw uh, Popey, the Popey runner as well, because Gary Smith brought his full Popey run to the to that show, and that planted the seed for me to do that run, and then. Yeah, and then my wife did the show with me a couple of times, which was very tolerant of her. Remember, Mark Walsh sold off his proof run in 2015, and I bought my Argonaut proof, which I which I still have now um, from him. And then 2015, uh, Gerald Home did the show, and that was that was amazing meeting him. He was really cool, and he did an auction where he auctioned off some pieces he brought to raise some money for the charity groups. And um, and I got I still got my C3PO Polish bootleg figure that I that I bought from him in the auction. And he was really sweet because when he signed the photo for me, he said, thanks for buying the figure, the photo. And it's like, of course, it it's a cool figure. It was a, it was a nice story. And it was he was really, really nice. Um, and I think that was the same show I bought my um, blue snaggletooth baggy, which again, I've still got. So that was quite cool. And then, yeah, I suppose it's it's the usual kind of, if I'm picking pieces, it's the usual kind of standout things in people's collections. So blue snaggletooth, in that case, a baggy. But final cape jower I bought from Nick Rayner I was from in the spring of 2016, which I still got to this day. Never had one before. I only had a lot of cut down Ben Cape, you know, that I'd had from the 90s. So it was nice to have a real one, um, which he did for me at a great price. I think I paid 670 for it. Yeah. So pocket change now compared to where they're at, and it's I've never had it graded. It's just put on my on my 12 stand, but it's yeah, it's really nice. And then Paul Blake came to Fivers from in 2016 in the August. That was cool. He was really, really nice, really candid, chatting to everybody. And I remember him telling me that he he seemed to remember that he, he took the, the the gun from filming the prop gun home with him and gave it to his kids, the, the Greedo blaster. Really? Um, and he was, yeah, he said to me, because one had a, a blaster, had, I can't remember what, if it was a Stormtrooper blaster or what, but something had been auctioned recently. And I was saying to him about that. And I said, oh, you didn't keep anything, did you? And he goes, well, I'm sure I took the gun home, but it just went in the toy box. He said, so the, the end got broke off it. And this was, I say, this was five years ago we had this conversation. I've no idea whether, you know, it's turned up since then or what. But he seemed to remember that he took it home and the boys played with it and it went in the toy box and bits got knocked off of it. But it was it was still around somewhere. And I said, well, you, you might want to dig that out because it might be a pension. So um, but he was really nice, really candid. It was just good to, to spend that amount of time with him, you know. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, and then just whenever there's been big guests come over, like Stefan come over for his French t- uh, touch book, that was cool. Put faces to my names, you know. Yeah, and and I want a Cardiff Fet. I remember a lot. A lot of my key purchases seem to have come from Nick because I bought my my Cardiff Fet from Nick, um, 2017. So yeah, purchase wise, probably that's a that's a few. Um, I've got some Palatoy 12 backs again that I bought from Nick. That probably ticks those boxes. Some some lovely choice pieces in there, Mark. Thank you so much for hooking up with me tonight. Now, Sorry, mate. Thanks for asking. 
Generation Skywalk were down there this weekend. We are doing some interviews, so um, I will grab five minutes with you while we're at the event when you're not busy yeah. on the stall, cool. and uh, be interested to see what you uh, what you purchase. So um, yeah, we'll listen out the other side of Forest Farm to see what Mark's uh, spent his money on, and I'll let you know what was on his stall because at the yeah. moment it sounds he could be selling them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, not got, I've not got a clue. I'm sitting here looking in this room, just looking around, thinking, well, maybe that, maybe that. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly know by then. But I think, I think in summary, the main thing with Fire's From is that you remember is is just the, the hanging out with the, with your friends and and just like you know going to the going to the pub with Gus and having a, a Guinness and you know just uh, those kind of things and you know that, that that's the fun time eating steak with friends and drinking beer with friends and precisely, mate. Looking forward to it, my friend. Me too. No, I can't wait. And brilliant. And of course, Mark is there this weekend selling. Doesn't know which mailer to put on his stand yet and hasn't chosen what he's selling. So uh, interesting. <laughs> Could be an empty stall. So, boys, let's have a quick go round now, OK? Nothing too long here. First of all, what's been your favourite pickup from the show and why? So, Dan? Oh, I'm going to say my power Empire Strikes Back power droid and purely because it was such a bugger to find getting a power droid on an Empire card. I don't know whether that's something that other people have experienced, but yeah, um, Andy X-Wing was selling one. It was really nice. He wanted, I think he wanted 200 quid for it. And at that time, I wasn't paying more than £100 for a mint on card. So I I walked away and I was like, oh, drove home, messaged him and he says, yeah, yeah, I've still got it. It's yours. And he had a Canadian... Um, snowtrooper as well that he was selling for a hundred pounds so i ended up saying buying both of them i didn't actually receive them at the show but through the show i managed to get both of those yeah that, that was a memorable one uh jez dude i've been to 19 fathers froms or this will be my 19th it's very very difficult to think of my uh, favorite pickup on the day however my favorite pickup connected with fathers from is um a wonderful carded and meccano jawa which I was very, very spoiled to get after the first Fathers From, uh, from the story which I told earlier on, from where I put these uh, reprobates up in my house for the weekend and and drove them down to Fathers From and back. A couple of weeks later, a um, a carded Meccano Jawa arrived in my house as a thank you, um, which was, I think for me, my absolute Fathers From most treasured possession. Uh, that said, you know, I've picked up all sorts so many different things, carded figures and, and bits of paraphernalia and beyond the toys stuff. It's it's really, really difficult to put my finger on it. But without sounding really, really sappy, and there will be people who are driving to Fathers From now who will probably smile when I just say, you know, one of the biggest things you take away from this place is the friendships and, and, and the relationships which you make and forge. And I mean, goodness me, it's been so long since we've all seen each other. I know that that's probably the the most important thing that I'm going to be taking away from this weekend is uh, is just seeing all you guys and uh, get together. If I, if I take away a little bit of vintage, brilliant, but it's just being there, which is important to me. No, oh, you little, little sweet thing, aren't you, Grant? I've got a couple actually. Um, try and keep it short. Uh, when we first met up at Jez's place on the first night, uh, a friend who we were with at the time took a Luke Stormtrooper Tri logo out the box. I said to him, look, mate, if you ever leave the hobby or want to get rid of it, give us first shout on it. And he did end up leaving the hobby, so I did end up getting that and kept his word on that one after a couple of years, which was great. Um, Tri-Logo, Luke Bespin as well. 
and a Trilogo, a Man of Man on the second one. So I love that figure. That figure is one of the th- reasons I got back into uh, collecting. So to get it on the Trilogo card as well, that, that was that was really exciting. There's loads. There's loads because it always goes. Cause you, you go up to someone's stall. Like I'm looking at Andy. Um, I think Dan was you just said about Andy's stall, Andy X-Wing. Yeah. And I've got a photograph of his stall up from about 2015, and it's got a Trilogo Emperor's Royal Guard on it. It's got a Star Wars and Empire Luke farm boy on it. It's got an A-Wing on the droids card. There's just so much stuff on it. And you'll have a look at something, and because they're, they're your mates, I go, tell you what, mate, just take it. And uh, you know, pay me a bit back every month, isn't it? <laughs> you're like, no. Well, go on then. <laughs> I was going to say I've just I've just leant over my shoulder and counted through all of my mint on cards how many I've bought at Father's from and I've got around ninety and twenty of them I've purchased at Father's from over the last eight years or so well six if you really count it without the uh, downtime we've had it's not bad going that's a good that's a good game to play mate <laughs> um, Mark what about you um, probably my uh, reseal Palatoy uh, Luke. Off 45A, uh, which I got off uh, a, a, a chap called David Aiken, who has helped mm. me enormously with my resale run. Um, I mean, he, he really has sort of not only has he sold me a lot, but he's also uh, fed me information to others that are selling. So um, he's, he's, he's been instrumental in helping me put that run together. And this reseal is to look at it, original photo, it looks like a mock. And it cost me 125 quid, um, and I, I just love that figure, um, and I'll always thank him for that. And also, uh, Mr. Christian Summer. This is only a little item, but um, I'm, I remember setting up one one event, and Christian Summer from GW Acrylic came over to me. Goes, uh, there you go, mate. I found this in my uh, stash the other day, and he handed me a little plastic bag. And it got a, a light green footer, you know, the little cardboard footers that you get in the um, Palatoy figures. And it was for 2-1-B. And I'd been looking for one for ages. And he just said, there you go, you can have that. And um, I'll treasure that. It's just just a little something, but it meant an awful lot to me at the time. And I was really thankful. So, uh, yeah, those two things. I mean, I've bought so much from Fardis from. Sold a lot and I bought a lot. But uh, those two things for me are the things that stand out. That, um, that that David Aiken with his little magic bag, wasn't it? Uh, honestly, mate, <laughs> I mean, every time I see that guy, he says, do you need one of these? And he pulls something out. It'd be like something you've been looking for for years. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I got that Trilogo Luke Bestman off him. And he'd just open up that bag and it'd be full of lovely stuff. Yeah, he's, he's got an incredible uh, amount of stuff. I think Grant, I've got a, I've got a collecting story. I can remember we, we go in there. It's my second or third father's from have breakfast with you and you were like oh what are you looking for and i said oh, i'm thinking about starting a focus either emperor's royal guard or greedo but i said i'd probably swing in towards greedo and then you, you know we finish breakfast and you go out to the hall and i can just remember you coming out Stu, Stu, i've managed to acquire you a a hybrid hybrid greedo to start your folk collection off <laughs> it was the most i spent on a uh, a carded figure at that point and he was like and he was like i was like oh I said I wanted to buy the stuff, and Andy was like, "Well, just give me a down payment. You take it and pay me the rest next week." And I'm like, "Ah, oh. so uh, yeah, it was the start of uh, buying Greedo items." But um, yeah, that and that and my Gerald, which I bought with Mark Cockley. I mean, I do love a random purchase down at um, Father's from. Your Gerald, that's your stuffed Ewok, isn't it? That is my stuffed Ewok. Yeah, he's he's beautiful. I mean, we chat. 
Uh, he's, uh, he's looking at me now. He's just making me smile. Um, there is something that I I look back at now, and I've mentioned this on a, a recent podcast, and there was a Huffy bike uh, there a few years back, and it was up for £750. And at that point, I wouldn't have pulled the trigger on it, but I really wish if I saw that tomorrow, this weekend, I wouldn't hesitate to bring that home. I would love that item. Is there anything you boys ever saw there that you really wish you'd picked up at the time? A hundred percent. 100%. S- Simon McCowan, one of the, 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 the events that he did have a table. In fact, I think he might have been sharing a table with you, Stu. Very possibly. Yeah, we often um, do. He, he had a, a mint boxed IG88 15-inch figure with the insert, with the guns, with the bombs, with the hot, the, the bandolier, 250 quid. And I remember saying to Lee, I really should buy that. 250 quid. I mean, I'm going back to 2016 now. This was the first event that, that I did. And um, and Lee was kind of, mm, yeah, that's not a bad price. And just as I'd got 200, made 250 quid uh, on my table and went over, I saw Simon reaching for it, bringing it down and giving it to someone who'd already sold it. And that is one thing that I wish I'd bought. I've, uh, there's a photo of that IG88, uh, Mark. Is there? Just yeah. Salt in the wounds. <laughs> no, I was looking at it. I was looking earlier when I was researching for tonight and I saw it and I was like, oh, that's a nice IG88. 250 quid. At the time, that was cheap. That was cheap as well. <laughs> I knew it was cheap. I mean, what are they now? Boxed in that condition? £1,500? Yeah, probably. Crazy money. So I think that was December 2016 there, Mark. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was definitely. What about you, Grant? There must have been pieces you've wished you'd picked up there. I mean, I do see you wandering around with stuff with uh, 18 month payment plans, like massive poles. <laughs> <laughs> Made loads of stuff. I'm going through the photos today, and I can't believe how much stuff I just walked past. And, you know, I see like a beautiful first edition uh, Empire Strikes Back Pally Toy X Wing, and the box looks completely beautiful, completely mint. I probably didn't even take any notice of it at the time. Now I would grab that without even asking what the price was loads of stuff mate maybe the you know the helix pens there's a lot of um tri logos there uh that i probably should have gone for that were that were expensive at the time but looking back retrospectively were incredibly cheap uh emperor's royal guard maybe could have uh, uh taken that, that tri logo uh jawa off james uh, that seems like quite a reasonable price now so there has been quite quite a lot of stuff and there's you know there's been lots of sidetracks as well because remember there was that Big influx of uh, Disney era movie cast and crew where that was coming through there, so all kind all kinds of stuff. But um, but can't complain, you know. Always exactly. did well. Yeah. Always. Do I, I, so you know what a really nice story was? Was I lost my job, and um, so I was between jobs. I had no money. This was back in 20, 2014. I had no money at all, but I decided to come to Father's Farm and have a couple of beers. And at the end of the show. Ian give me Ian Sanderson give me uh, an Empire Strikes Back Lando on the Kenner card and it has got without the smile it was about fifty five quid and he was just like mate pay me back whenever and that 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 was a big deal at the time you know I probably lo- loved having that card and appreciated it more than when I had a stack of mocks in the back from you know when I was working yeah yeah nice gesture yeah he was a big loss he was a big loss to Farvis from Ian I mean he always had a great stand didn't he. Um, but well, the difference as well was his cards were mint. Yeah, you know there was, you know if it, if it had a crease on it and oh my god if it had a cracked bubble he was like bruh 
rubbish and chuck a really cheap price on it. <laughs> now these days, it's like I take all sorts. Yeah. Of, I've, I've had carded figures with the top of the bubble cut off, but you can take the figure out just because I'm I'm not going to spend one thousand two hundred quid on a on a Trilogo uh, Death Star droid. No, yeah, Ian stuff was always so well priced. I mean, I remember. Uh, quibbling over a, I think it was ninety pound Kenner alternative walking Luke Bespin, <laughs> ninety pound <laughs> yeah, kind of figure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know you're talking about you know your best bits and what you've seen or what you'd wished you had bought, but I think I want to divert it away. I just want to give a shout out actually to um, to GW Acrylic, uh, Acrylic to Christian because he's been there right from the very beginning and uh never fails and in fact he kind of semi-sponsored the first one because he uh, he ended up saying he would give a free loose figure case to all attendees so uh you know christian has always been there has always had a great display and uh you know he's done his pre-sales and everything and it's always great to see him because he always takes some pretty cool bits to show off as well so um whilst it is you know vintage heavy and it's brilliant Plus, they do a mean cup of tea in the little cafeteria. Um, Christian, obsessed yeah. With caf. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're obsessed with that cafeteria. <laughs> Seriously, that cafeteria. I mean, it's got everything you want, right? You can buy a Kit Kat, you can buy a cup of tea. You go over the road and there's a pub. Go over the road and there's Dave's shop. Run out of money. There's a co-op down the road with a cash machine. What more do you need? Marvelous. But yeah, GW Acrylic. Uh, you know, big shout out to them because. Uh, I don't think Christian's going to be there in person this weekend. I think it he might is be on the Saturday, Saturday, mate. Right, yeah. Um, but, you know, always been a massive supporter. But he, you know, Dave was the one who had the vision and uh, Christian's the one who believed it right from day one. So uh, it's a partnership made in heaven. He, um, you talk about Christian. He's doing, you can only get pre-orders for this this event there because of getting the stuff there. So I thought, oh, i gourd himself a few cases and stuff and, I thought, oh, I like to pick it up from um, Christian. I, I typed in that my name is Sweet Cheeks Skinner, and then he, so he then messages me about an hour later. He goes, "Oh, thanks for your order." He goes, "Just to let you know, I'm not actually there Sunday. It's my brother." So you have to go to him. I've got an order for Sweet Cheeks Skinner. <laughs> he said he won't know who you are. I like, no, I think he, I think he will, mate. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> if he doesn't, he will. <laughs> uh, Dan, any regrets? We should never have any regrets, should we? No, I think. I mean, there's loads of things. There's so much there. But one of the things I do remember walking by and looking at, and I think Grant, we were looking at it way back when there, someone had an Empire Miss card, and I think it, I think it was a Lobot on a Lando card back, Kenner card. Oh, and do, do you remember that? Yeah, that's going back, isn't that? Yeah, but that's one thing that always sticks in my mind. You don't often see the, the Empire Miss cards, do you? And yeah, I can't remember how much I even wanted for it at the time. I mean, it was a few hundred quid, but yeah, that's something I, I do regret not picking up. But it's that, that's that kind of stuff you see, isn't it? Even like. You know, like the point of sale stuff. Like I think someone had the um, the Empire Strikes Back logo, the Palatoy one. And I know yeah. they're not necessarily p- particularly rare, but that's the only time I've seen one in person. But I think they wanted a crazy amount of money for it, or it seemed like a crazy amount at the time. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, if, if we do a montage of uh, some of the photos I managed to capture from uh, the people who take photographs there, there are a shocking amount of pieces where I go, "Woo! Did I just walk past that?" Mm. I mean that. I mean that. That would be you know in my top ten any day of the week, and I didn't buy it. I must have been skint that day. So well, that's Sambuca. <laughs> well, let's talk about Sambuca because I mean the Saturday night 
it started off as I think you boys have said it. You got down there, oh, and it started off as a small curry, beers. But the more people came, there wasn't enough accommodation, so we've had to move to a nearby town to be able to accommodate people. And it and it has grown, and there's been some great great memories. I mean, last time we were out, um, I think it was actually I think it was me, Grant, Jez, and Dan, and we were in Ringwood. And uh, it was late at night. I think the pubs were shutting and we went past a pub, which was absolutely buzzing, wasn't it? It was absolutely thing. But the door Middle was of summer, band out in the garden. Yeah. And like, um, <laughs> I know where so this we, is going. So we all decided it wasn't it wasn't summer, Dan. It was it was Christmas because I was couldn't it? walk I, Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last event we went to. So we were all like, oh, the door's locked. Let's jump over this massive fence and go in the beer garden and go into the pub. So we've all jumped over the... Um, the fence me being a little bit more rotund than the rest of you come down a little bit harder really hurt my foot we go in there the door's bloody open we were trying to open a sealed one weren't we (laughs) around the other side and uh, i hobbled for about four weeks trying to work i think i had christmas and i was like got to the new year and i said to claire i said i'm really in pain with this so i went and got my uh, heel heel scanned and it was broken (laughs) been walking around in it for about four weeks after that that jump but that was a great night <laughs> but there has been some great great memories isn't there great great evenings has, has anyone got any stories of you know let's just uh let's just enjoy them i had to share a bed with lee one not after a foul not not yeah not a room i mean that would have been all right i've done that plenty of times but i had to share an actual bed uh with him in the augustus john and um, we ended up having to put something down the middle of the bed because the thought of our arse cheeks touching during the night. It just, <laughs> just wear just, pants, mate. You know, it's not What's not that? pleasant. Honestly, and it, when I say snores, it's like it was like sleeping next to a, a, a drunken walrus. It was awful. Um, <laughs> anybody who gets the opportunity of sharing a room or sharing a bed with a leak, uh, you're in for a rough ride. That's not a good memory, by the way. I was a... That was a really bad memory, um, but th- there wasn't any rings. Couldn't couldn't get any rings, so I had to keep in his bed. I've shared a bed with Jez for definite, but he's all right. He likes to be little spoon. <laughs> I remember. I think it was. It might have been actually the first one you came down to, Mark, in 2016. And I walked into the bar, and I was quite late. And there was about 20 people that already arrived at one of the bars in Fordham Bridge. And I walked up to the bar and he said, not you, mate, you're banned. <laughs> and that, I was wasn't like, the first, that wasn't the only time that's happened. I've said, every time we seem to go into the pubs in Fording Bridge, you seem to get kicked out. I don't think that was a one-off event. Had you vomited in like, the entrance hall the last time before? <laughs> it wasn't my fault, right? Basically what happened was we were really drunk and I think our friend Nick came over and he was like, Sambuca. And I was like, yeah. And I went to the bar and they served me and they shouldn't have served me because we were bouncing up and down at the bar. And as soon as I downed it, I threw up on the bar and then I tried to make it to the toilet, um, but threw up in their porchway. And they said that they needed an industrial cleaner to come around and clean it all up, which I think it's just Sambuca, really, mate. Um, so we were barred and I was like, and I turned around to you lot and I was like, sorry, I can't drink here. I'm going to have to go drink next door. And then everyone just left their pub and came next door. And I thought that was amazing. That was so nice of everyone. We wouldn't leave you sitting on your own, would we? <laughs> it's like yeah, I remember that everybody uh, just it, it was really busy in there and as soon as you went went next door it went really quiet <laughs> you've always been a bit of a sicky drunk haven't you i can remember i was sharing a room with you and jezza got in my bed and gone to sleep 
and uh, Jez was in the middle room on his own. And I can remember going, oh, I'll take Jez's room. And then I had this knock on the door next morning and it was Jez. And he was like, can I use your shower? I was like, yeah. He goes, Grant's been sick and it's on every single wall in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great memories. Dan, I remember one of the first times meeting with you, we were up in one of the uh, B&Bs uh, that we later got banned from. And I was chatting to you about 90s films. Oh, yeah. We were going about Heat. I oh, think we got heat, to like yeah. heavy metal as well. Yeah, Heat was a big thing, wasn't it? You were and kept he was trying to convince me. Jez was trying to sleep. <laughs> but I remember you just wouldn't, you wouldn't accept the fact that Heat wasn't the best film of the 90s. I threw you a shot out the window. I think I was arguing it was seven, but we'll have to have yeah. that argument again another day. There's <laughs> just a theme of me going to sleep, isn't there? <laughs> Do you remember that first um, Christmas dinner, Grant? Everyone was in, in rows and we were sat at the back alongside the mm. bar. Me, you, Nick Rayner and oh, what was his name? I can't remember. There was that other guy who used to be there quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, he called himself something. Rob Styley on the forum. That's his it, name was Andy, it. wasn't it? That's right. And the four of us, we were just like literally off the bar. Bang, bang, bang. And then we were just going and getting bottles of Sam. Nick went and got a bottle of Zambu. I, I went and got that. I went. I ran up to the Tesco Express and got you a bottle. He was doing the Christmas quiz. We were doing the Christmas <laughs> quiz against... Um, against Fanford, well, it was Jedi no. News, wasn't it? Yeah. And Richard wouldn't let me and you sit next to each other. We made us sit on opposite sides of the table. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Oh, yeah, it's been some good stage. But, I can but that get... first one I went to, Nick Rayner, I'd never, never met the guy before, and he'd, he'd recently been involved in an accident and he'd lost a couple of teeth and he was heavily drinking with all these vinyl crate jars around him. So I ended up drinking with him for the evening and then we were both staying at the Augustus John. And in the morning, I was all getting up and getting ready as a few people. So I think Ian was staying there as well. We went down and had breakfast, no sign of Nick. And he was staying in the room next to me. And I just went back up to his room, knocked on the window, and his face came peered at the window. And he was like, uh, I'll see you down there. And he, 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 I think he destroyed the hotel room as well. He'd thrown up everywhere and caught yeah. up with it. An hour later, I said, oh, did, you, did you tell the woman and you sort it all out? No, no, I just did a runner. <laughs> He's never stayed there since. It's, cl- it's closed down now. But <laughs> That's right. What? The what? Vinyl cape what? Vinyl cape shower. He'd uh, he got sick on the vinyl cape shower curtain though, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Grant? I think it was the second one I ever came to because in those days it was really forum heavy. I can never forget me and you came out to the garden and I was like, uh, there was a <laughs> like a like a Chinese chap just standing on his own, and I said, oh, that's righty off the forum over there. So with that, Grant kind of like, oh, oh yeah, you know, I'm a friendly chap. Went over there and all I could hear is Grant going to this bloke going on about star wars and he was actually just some punter from the pub come out for a smoke and this grant going on about star wars to him. <laughs> i'm standing behind him really laughing mate i died was, i died was there some sort of stag party that first weekend we went there and everyone was dressed up as like where's wally you know all their white and red stripy shirts on drinking in the garden with us and started asking us all what we were doing and started having these trying to have his in-depth conversations about star wars with these people and they just didn't have a clue but it was all mental no, it's like I always said the father's from was like a stag do, and and Star and, and Star Wars was getting married the next day because that's why it, fe- it feels like a stag do to me. Yeah, you're hungover, aren't you? Yeah, you're hungover. Like you can barely stand up. If someone, you know, farts next to you, you you that might be the end of it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember so. going home after the first weekend, and I was just exhausted. It was just. Star Wars overload. It was like getting back from your first half of a Star Wars celebration, you know, because you just, and in fact, I was looking at the Star Wars forum, uh, UK forum earlier on, 
and uh, I was looking at the first posts which were put online after this event, I think, uh, or during this event. So I'm there sort of on a uh, Saturday night in the local pub with Ian, Chris and Grant, about four or five pints in, just ordered food, listening to live music, The Bankers, brilliant, unashamed, non-stop Star Wars chats, looking forward to tomorrow. And it goes down, off to bed now, several deals already been struck and one possible special discovery I wish I knew what we were making reference to. Crack and I meeting the guys. Grant really knows his expletive. However hard he tries, though, I'm not interested in Star Wars bubble bath. Up in six <laughs> hours, Trey excited. <laughs> and then lots more comments. And then um, it turns out you can get a lot of Star Wars stuff in a Toyota Corolla. Um, uh, uh, but then when you go on to sort of the next pages, the amount of people just saying what an incredible, what an incredible weekend that was, you know, where people were just, as I said, unashamedly just talking Star Wars and just, I think, what's this Grant? Grant puts a post on, well, that was awesome. Great to meet everyone, old friends and new. I've hardly had a verbal conversation about Star Wars collecting in the 18 years I've been in and out of the I have been in and out of the hobby. I can't tell you how uh, emancipating it is to drink beer and discuss Clipper, PBP, Palatoy, Trilogo, Vader Sabre tips for an hour. What a blast. We'll have to do it again. Um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, amazing. Uh, so many people after this first experience, and that's just a taster after the first experience. It's the same at every father's from. It's just, uh, it's just, just feel good times. Yeah, long may it continue. I mean, got to do it all again this weekend um, <laughs> there was I'm a cake take a photo this time when 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 grant comes wandering up the high street and i'm sat on that bench outside i'm just going to start <laughs> taking photos of him because i've just got these memories burnt into my head i don't know how many times i've seen that image of grant just like a bottle of milk green round the gills <laughs> <laughs> staggering up the road <laughs> yeah yeah it's the uh yeah it, 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 it's difficult you know and it's not going to get any easier or change you should bring a pair, spare pair of shoelaces this time now. <laughs> yeah. well someone who did have um quite an interesting social part and that was dave shorter who, who used to get up and do some do some talks on the uh, the saturday evenings but uh dave's probably most remembered for proposing to his girlfriend in a hall with 40 uh, geeky nerds looking at him and his future wife. And uh, I caught up with Dave and he talks about that exact, that exact moment he proposed. So as well as my awful sound throughout this show um, on this one, sadly, when, when I recorded with Dave, I, I didn't hear this, but there is a, a very odd interference kind of sound every few seconds. Now I've removed them when I can, but um, I didn't want to lose this interview with him. Uh, so the next next ten minutes, you might hear this kind of, but um, yeah, just 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 bear with it because uh, it's worthwhile hearing uh, Dave's memories from Fathers From. Right, I'm delighted to welcome Dave Shorter to Generation Skywalk. Doing a little celebration show all about Fathers From. Delighted it's back. But um, I think a lot of people who have been to Fathers From and maybe. Uh, were invested in the social would know you quite well because um you're the uh the, the leading light on mon cal con i mean you overshadowed actual <laughs> gerald home himself that night well i don't know about that but yeah it's been uh it's been a fun ride doing mon cal con yeah for the years it, it, it's gone on yeah it's always a lot of fun and like you say the social side of it's always very good 
um, lot of familiar faces now and, and people who have become good friends. Yeah, s- sadly we've lost Gerald home. In yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that was was a bit of a shock. Um, I I met Gerald at a, at a follow up show as well, and he was always he was had a lot of time for the fans, um, and in a in a kind of fandom where that's getting increasingly harder to come by, he had a very refreshing attitude. I found that first night was was fantastic. Now, Dave was only telling me earlier and earlier in this show that he met you through. I think Transformers and when it comes to Star Wars <laughs> anyone that knows you will realise that yeah. uh, you just collect Akbar. Is that- I do yeah yeah I do. Admiral Akbar. the majority of my collection is the, uh, the Vin Kenner Akbar figure I've branched out into uh, you know the more modern uh, versions and uh, and bits like Gentle Giant and all those other uh, incantations that come along but yeah uh the only figure i ever seek out or buy is admiral Akbar. <laughs> now i've just got to ask you i know i know this is meant to be about forest from but um <laughs> why akbar i'm sure a lot of people want to know that i bet you get yeah that. it's it's a, well it's kind of, people often expect i think uh with, with a lot of these things when you drill down into it the the, the initial reason is isn't quite as exciting as uh it's built up to be but going back quite a few years now, um, I was at a show with my friend, with my best mate, and uh, we saw it was around the time Mighty Mugs were, were popular. So that narrows it down to quite a, a short window, I suppose. But um, when they launched the Star Wars one, they'd done all the main characters uh, like Boba Fett and the really popular sort of cult favourites, uh, including Admiral Akbar. And uh, we found that quite amusing that, you know, for such a short amount of screen time, Akbar built up this this uh, mystique or this big cult following. Um, and so it started out a complete joke just between the two of us because we found it funny that such a, a, a minor character was so adored. And, uh, yeah, it just started from there. And then uh, I did, did a panel at a Transformers Dave also runs called Rollout Roll Call, um, and the whole thing sort of snowballed from there, really. Yeah, building up in popularity. Um, but that's the sort of short, condensed version of of where it all came from. Now he was telling me you did a a, a talk a couple of weeks back at one of these events. Recent, yeah, very recently. Did a live I, unboxing. I did, I did. I, I I I watched a lot of YouTube um, during lockdown. And I've realised one thing that the fandom seem to do with these unboxing videos these days, where the kids get whatever they've bought and the big reveal, you know, what's in the box. Um, so, yeah, I did a, did a live unboxing of a recent uh, purchase I'd made. Um, and unsurprisingly, it's five vintage Admiral Akbar figures. Um, so, yeah, it was one of those things that I think... Uh, when I was uh, pulling the third one out of the jiffy bag, it seemed like the joke was funnier when it was just me and, you know, thinking of it than actually being in front of a room full of people. Um, but, yeah, yeah, when it, it always goes over, OK, people are very irritable with uh, with with their um, patience for uh, for my uh, my Akbar obsession. Well. <laughs> it is, and it is an obsession because um, this now I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure 
uh, Mark Daniels, who's a part of Generation Skywalker, actually designed a logo. Um, yeah. I think it was Akbar in, was it an MTV7? It was. It's Akbar and Squidhead Squid in, in an MTV7, yeah. Is it, is it right you've got that tattooed on you as well? <laughs> I do. I have that tattooed on, on my shoulder blade, yeah. I, I went and asked um, Mark if it'd be okay to get it tattooed, you know, just out of politeness. I didn't want to just go and get it. And um, he, <laughs> I think he thought I was choking and asking. Um, but no, I, I went and got it tattooed. Uh, and I did do uh, at a previous show of Dave's, I did do a reveal of the tattoo. Um, it's the only time I've sort of taken taken my t-shirt off uh, in, a, in a public forum in that way. Uh, it was very brief. It came off. Everyone saw it. And I put it, whipped it straight back on again and made sure there was no photos being taken. It's there. Um, and actually, they made Dave made it into a, a little pin badge as well um, that was limited to, I think, 100 pieces, um, which is even more bizarre that we've had a convention exclusive uh, for Moncalcon as well. <laughs> Moncalcon. I mean, <laughs> just the whole concept, brilliant. <laughs> as, far, as far as far as from goes, how many... I mean, you've been to a few now. I've seen you there, yeah, a few yeah. times. As an event, I mean, someone just collecting Akbar. Is it is it about collecting, or is it just about hanging I, out? I think for a lot of us now, it's a lot of this has become finding cool stuff, and uh, and obviously that's a narrow window for me than some. Um, but even at Days events, you still uncool, uh, uncover sorry Mexican bootlegs and you know some real sort of left field pieces, um, but more so after lockdown, I'd say um, the social side of the events has really hit home. Um, you know, you mentioned Gerald there. Um, there's been you know some people from a couple of fandoms that I'm in who haven't made it through lockdown. Um, and that's really hit home on what actually matters about these events. It's, uh, you know, it's just great spending time with uh, with a great bunch of people and sharing in however you enjoy Star Wars. It's always a bonkers hobby. You know, obviously, I just collect the one figure, which is pretty mad. But there's equally as mad stuff going on elsewhere with the amounts people are paying for stuff or, you know, it's, it's generally pretty mad uh, across the board so it's, it's just nice nice spending time with with like-minded folk made some really good friends through it um you know yourself and 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 the, the guys on podcasts and, and daytree himself so yeah i think i think now it's it's as much the social side as anything or pretty more the social side yeah definitely definitely well said yeah yeah, yeah during lockdown we could still it wasn't difficult to find bits and bobs to buy online. I wasn't sure of, you know, boxes coming through the post. But, um, yeah, it was the soap element that I was really missing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you coming along this weekend? I'm not going to be at this one. Um, like Dave says, just run a show, uh, Roll Out Roll Call, which was last weekend. Sort of ventured down to the New Forest for that. So um, this close to Christmas, finding... Yeah. A window for shows is a little bit tricky. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I, I I can't do can't do farthest from uh, this time. It'll be good to good good to make the first one he does next year. 
yeah, hopefully back to three again. Now, Dave, before I let you go, there is there is one thing which I have to bring up, obviously. You know what this is going to be. I mean, I was there that night in the village hall that you proposed <laughs> to your now wife. Uh, yeah. That was that was quite quite the moment, wasn't it? So, I mean, no one, I don't think anyone that I was sitting with has seen that coming. No. I, I So I told Dave about it and my mate, who was there with me knew about it and that was it I hadn't told anyone else so yeah Rach is it's always a bit of a nightmare for keeping any sort of secret or surprises from um and so I'd had to concoct the most elaborate way I could do it without her realizing I knew if I booked if I suddenly booked a, you know a trip somewhere unusual or a really romantic meal she'd smell a rat straight away so i thought if i get her to come along to a star wars show she's not going to know what the ulterior motive is the problem was i i i'd thrown her such a curveball that i think she just sort of uh, completely stunned and then quickly scuttled off and sat straight back down and no one knew if she said yes or no or what had gone on um so so yeah i think i think my plan I, i'd over egged it entirely um and just left there like a rabbit trapped in headlights um didn't you give her a, something like, was it like a titanic vhs no so so it was the the ring i'd hidden in a in a copy water world so it was close well, that, I mean, of course it was titanic yeah. and water world they both involve a lot of sea but um yeah that's kind of like a crummy little film we've ended up watching loads and neither of us know why we've watched as much as we have that that was sort of a ruse because again if i pulled out a ring box she'd know what was happening so yeah having a vhs box with a ring hid in it made a lot more uh made made for it being a surprise right up until the last second but like i say she was i think it went through surprising to absolutely stunned and um yeah i think a few people thought it had, it had um it hadn't gone the way i'd hoped a few people talked to me afterwards and were like you know is she all right what did she say because no one had no one had said whether she said yes or no or or wanted to hit me or what i well, think she said yes but wanted to hit me so it, it, was, worked, it yeah. worked out didn't it because you're now married <laughs> aren't you Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got married the next year. Yeah, so, and it's memorable. so yeah, it works all right. Yeah, it was memorable. It I was... talk to people and they always like, you know, I think even with Dave and they're like, oh, do you remember when Dave Short proposed? <laughs> <And the thing's laughs> well, like... it, I mean, Dave's had quite a second proposal at one of Dave's shows. The other one was at one of the Transformers shows. So yeah, he does his Silla Black bit quite well. I thought you meant you proposed at a Transformers show. Oh, no, no, yeah, I'm not that, but Dave, can I have another go, mate? <laughs> Just give an audience. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Dave, uh, that was a great memory. A real shame you're not coming this weekend. But, um... Yeah, sorry, Stuart. I, like I say, I, I do, uh, it, I, yeah, I've made some, made some great, great friends through the star wars uh the star wars shows and i do enjoy the circuit i've done a i've done a couple of the other the shows outside of farthest from um it's always great to see see the gang um wherever i bump into them but yeah i'll uh, i'll endeavor to make to make the the first farthest from of next year yeah hopefully 2022 we'll see a, a few more meetups and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Dave, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. And um, no, no bother, Stuart. It's great to chat. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Do any of you boys remember that? Yeah, the Titanic video box. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It wasn't Titanic. I thought it was Titanic as well, Dan. But I was corrected. Dave just corrected me in that interview there. Um, It was actually Waterworld by uh, with Kevin Costner. I just want blind that was Titanic. Film, yeah. That's uh, That's uh, even worse, isn't it? At least Titanic made some money at the. (laughs) 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 Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely one of those memorable moments. Any other business, boys? Any other things you can remember? I can remember, like, Dave's always done his raffles, hasn't he? Mm. And I can remember um, buying a huge, great Anakin when he was a child from episode one, face with his goggles on um, from Argos. It's massive. I've still got it. And I can remember bidding on it. And and Simon standing next to me, someone else was bidding on it. Simon was going, you're not going to let this bloke beat you, are you? Look at this bloke have that and kept bidding on it. And now I've just got these two humongous pieces of cardboard, which uh, with his with his face up close. I'm like, yeah, cheers, Sai. Dave's always done the things for charity, hasn't he? Can you remember when he did it for that Jess Davies who that was, was running the marathon? <laughs> you might need to give some context that, Jess. <laughs> um, and that might have been the first London marathon I was running. And uh, I think Dave got confused. So uh, I, it was the first uh, Father Strong, which I had missed. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, mate. I'm running London Marathon for this charity. And then you guys later on sent me a, uh, a collection bucket with a little sign on saying, raising money for Jess Davies <laughs> running the London Marathon. And uh, Jess Davies was one of the other vintage collectors, punters, store traders who was often there. So I think uh, Dave that weekend just got his Jez and Jess's mixed up. But there we go. Can I can I just share something with you very quickly? It's, it's, uh, it's a paragraph. So this is something which uh, Dave Tree put online and he wouldn't have seen this. And, and I know that he'll be listening to this. So it, this is quite nice because this is the night of um, when the first Father's From finished. He put something on, Star Wars From UK, just saying, I'm aching and need sleep. It was amazing and very humbling to all who came with all the crappy weather. I hope everyone enjoyed it and got something out of it in one way or another. Massive thanks to all the SWFUKers, blah, 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 blah. As a retailer, and too often, I see the frustrations of the collectors living the online existence without really interacting with others face to face, which is what it was like for me pre-eBay days. Genuinely, there was probably more vintage there, over seven and eight stalls, than the whole of memorabilia these days. So events like these give people, um, so events like these give people to take their time on items, not knowing what's going to be there, etc., etc. I'm happy to carry on with them if folk enjoyed it, but at the same time, welcome any and all feedback, good or bad. Bear in mind the budget was a shoestring, and the income generated from the show was minimal too. I was thinking of this sort of event could be three to four times a year, possibly, Dave. And uh, so here's a guy who just tried it, wanted to sort of float it out there and was just thinking, oh, maybe we could do three or four. I bet back then, never in a million years did he think that he'd be where he is now with this. And um, thanks, mate, uh, because it was brilliant then and it continues to be brilliant. And uh, 
and we love you for it. Yeah, I think Grant was the first one to actually comment after that, given his feedback. Uh, it's just nice though, to go down memory lane again and look at this. It's just building my anticipation even more. Well, uh, personally, it's it's, it's a, a prominent part of my 30s. You know, that was one of my holidays I spent. We've almost been doing it for 10 years. And throughout my 30s, it was two or three times a year we'd go for a stag do uh, down Fordham Bridge because of Dave. So it's been it's been quite a prominent thing. And sitting in a room full of Star Wars now, and a lot of that's you know, the reason for that was because of that event. And I think we've missed the event as well because, you know, when, when after you come back from Father's Farm, you've got the buzz for Star Wars back again. Yeah. And 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 I think that's been missed over the last couple of you know years because of the obviously the pandemic. We've only had one echo. We've had no celebration, no other real events. So I think it's it's important. Yeah, definitely. Here's the bootloads of Star Wars stuff and coming home and, yeah, wallowing in it. Mm. I want to head over to our last interview. And, I mean, Jason Smith has always got a camera and he's sticking it in your face all weekend. Let's be honest about it. You're in the <laughs> pub, you're at your stall. And I, I say this in the interview with him. But I'll tell you something. For all him doing that, and at the time, you're like, oh, I don't need that in my face at the moment. He has documented this event so well since it starts. If you go over to Jason on Facebook, he's got so many photos of every one of these events. And you can scroll through them. You can see the stands. You can see the night befores. And in that regards, it is actually a really good thing. So heads up to him. So let's go and, let's go and talk to Jason. Okay, now I want to welcome Jason Smith. Good evening, Jay. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you doing, Stu? We're all good, mate. We're all good. Everyone's here is buzzing about Forest From because it's it's been two years. be nice to get back down to the new forest. It would, yes. I mean, obviously, uh, Dave had a couple of uh, online shows during uh, lockdown, which were fantastic, by the way, but not the same as actually turning up at the Fording Bridge Town Hall, meeting everyone, having having beers and curries and various things uh, before and after. So uh, looking forward to that. I mean, you, you just brought that up then. His events during COVID, I mean, fair play to him. They were full days, weren't they? He had, he had put on kind of content for like a 12-hour day, hadn't he? Yeah, they? I mean, I, 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 I think I lasted the distance on both of them. And uh, my, I had a very sore bum by the end of it. But, I mean, there was, there was a lot of really good content there. Um, I, 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 personally, I, I, I was kind of more, less is more, but, you know, it, it was all good stuff. And uh, the online quiz thing that he did was fantastic as well, because um, I've never seen an online quiz like that before, where you, you basically, you sit on Facebook and you type the answers in, and then it would kind of cumulatively work out who'd won the quiz, which I thought was really clever as well. Yeah, it did work well, I must admit. He does, he does pull out some great ideas, doesn't he? Yeah. He works hard, bless him. He he does a lot to get us our little events and Yeah, and it's not just it's not just our event. He does roll out roll call uh, with a transformer events and then he has um he has a more generic toy show that he puts on. And he he's got a lot of events that he does, so we're just a, like one little small part of it. Exactly, exactly. So let's start out great big shout out to uh, to Dave because uh, he's doing us a great turn. Now, Jace the, play, the thing's called Farthest From because of its location, and obviously that ties in with Star Wars. But most people can drive there. I mean, the New Forest is beautiful. But you have to travel slightly different to the rest of us because you live in a city. You don't really have a, a need for a car in London. So when it comes to travelling, you make a great effort to get down there because it's not just straightforward, is it? 
Um, well, I mean, I find it straightforward now because I've done it so many times. You basically um, you get um, you get the train to Salisbury from Waterloo. Um, that takes about hour and a half, I think, two hours. And then when you get to Salisbury, um, you can get there via public transport. You have to do a little walk across Salisbury. You get to a bus stop called the X3, and then the bus will either take you to Fording Bridge and then onwards to Ringwood if you're staying in Ringwood. And I think to Fording Bridge, it takes about 20 minutes. Um, so I've done that journey many times, um, both to uh, Fording Bridge and Ringwood. So it can be done. Half a ton of cardboard in a suitcase as well. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a very big, I have a full-size suitcase with a um, Stormtrooper on it now that I, I, I've been taking to, um, taking to it because I, most of the time I would do a, I do a car pack store there called the Mr. Palatoy Card Bags. It's not, I mean, when I started out doing that, I had an awful lot of car back doubles. It really was just all card bags. But I mean, the, the kind of stall that I do now is just a mixture of everything. Um, I won't be doing a stall at this particular one because I'm, um, I'm on the stand with the, the Vintage Rebellion, obviously. So uh, I'm going to be doing that. So I've never known you not to be selling there, Jace. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously, I, you know, I sell, I sell at Echo. So, um, but no, I mean, this, this show, I just thought, I mean, logistically, I, you know, it, I was originally staying in Ringwood and it's quite difficult kind of getting to and from the show with, with a case in the mornings. So I just thought, you know what? I am, I am on a podcast. I am on a stall anyway, so I'll just do that. So what's TV I've got planned for their stall? I mean, this is going to be going out Friday morning. So the day before the week, the weekend, um I, got any plans or is it just a gym? i mean um i mean um dinner and a show i'm i'm, I'm not sure we'll, we'll have obviously um freebies to give away and stuff like that um we'll do a bit of recording for the next podcast uh, as as you will probably will do so you know the usual stuff yeah yeah be nice to see all the boys um rich in particular i haven't seen him for quite a while so uh, be nice to catch up with you all yes i haven't seen rich for a while now as well as an event jace okay i mean there's a certain group of us who i think probably love Fathers From the most out of the UK events. And I would say you're one of them. What is it about Fathers From that's the mate that stands it aside from other events in the UK? Well, I mean, it, it was the event where most of us met and kind of friendships kind of grew back in the day. I mean, the first, I'm, I'm look, I've got all my photos that from Fathers From queued up on my phone here. And I've got, I've got pictures starting in 2012. And like there were, at some points, there were, there were like three shows a year. And, um, I mean, obviously, um, the very first people I met off um, the Star Wars Forum UK um, kind of website was it was back in 2006 at Celebration Europe, a group of us met up. But then it really was farthest from when it started in 2012, where we all started meeting up on a regular basis. I mean, you know, you'd go to the event, and everybody would have an SWF UK T-shirt on. So, you know, we, we were just like we kind of dominated the place. But. I'm looking at the, I think I've got pictures from the very first one that was um, put on in September 2012, and I can see Jez is there, I can see uh, Dave got this rather rather nifty looking cake, which had all, his all the cool stuff logo on it, and Retro Toy Show, big massive cake, and he put on uh, one of his first presentations, which was a Palatoy Archive presentation, called This Palatoy Thing. Um, so even back, you know, really at the very early shows, Dave was doing um, 
presentations and stuff. And then looking forward, uh, the next one I've got, I think I missed show number two and number three for various reasons, but I've got one from um, the Christmas show from 2013. And the, the big thing that happened at that one, right at the end of the, do- the day, um, and then the show, Dave said, oh, I'm going to do a little reveal. And he pulled out this um, proof sheet of Trilogo card backs, which was absolutely amazing. Um, this was obviously, it was an error sheet where the colours were misprinted. And um, it got used to wrap up um, sausages in a sausage factory. And a guy who worked there um, saved it for his kid and it got stuck up behind his wall for several years. I think I think Todd Hudson's got that now in Hawaii. But that was an amazing reveal. So I remember that. And then... Shows after that, I've got um, I've got one where you all drove there in uh, in the the camper van. Jess yeah. drove there, and you all stayed there in the camper van. That was at Christmas. That's flipping cold. <laughs> yeah, I've got pictures of that. I've got um, there's an SWF UK cake here in one of the pictures, and then um, I famously got my mum to knit me. We started all having um, competitions about wearing Christmas sweaters. And I got my mum to knit me one that said um, Mr. Palatoy on it, I think, or Palatoy on it. And, um, yes, Palatoy and a load of stars and um, kind of TIE fighters and stuff. And then I think the next year I got to do one that said SWF UK. So um, still got my Christmas sweaters. So uh, fond memories with those. And then kind of moving on from them through the years, we, you know, we obviously back in those days when it was, it was really, really quite small, most of us could find uh, accommodation in folding bridge and so we'd obviously the day before we would all we would arrive all arrive early and end up having curry in the raj which was fantastic you know all those curries we had back in the raj so i've got lots of pictures of those and then moving forwards um dave started doing his uh, family fun day on the saturday and then he's kind of like uh, christmas meals um in the on the saturday evening and i've got loads of pictures of those so the early meals were um, the Mon Cal Con events, um, you know, the one with um, Dave Shorter doing his presentation about uh, Admiral Akbar, which, which was funny the first time, I have to admit. Um, and then obviously the one with uh, Gerald Holmes was there, who sadly passed away. And I can see, you know, in terms of all of our friends who met up, I can see that, you know, again, there are pictures of James Martin in there. And sadly, he's passed away as well. Um, but... Fond memories with all these people, um, you know, kind of moving through the years. I've got, um, you know, lo- load more pictures of um, Ringwood because we started having to stay in Ringwood because uh, Fording Bridge was full. So night outs in Ringwood over the years. And, um, yeah, there's just lots and lots of great memories here with all these photos. Um, loads more sweaters. Uh, and Dave in the infamous pork suit. Um, yeah, I've got. Well, quite a lot of pictures of Dave in that pork suit, which um, it, 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 it's an interesting cosplay. That's all I'm saying. Um, and uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, there's pictures of Jez wearing uh, his Navy hat in Ringwood when um, when he went off to um, Stone, yeah. yeah, went off and we had a big send off for him. So there's lots of pictures of that. Um, loads of presentations. I mean, um, I think Gus, the Gus, this will be his third or fourth time at fording bridge Matthias has been before so he's uh he's, he's another one who's come before and then the last show i've got a picture of um was christmas one december 2019 and that was the one uh just before covid so uh, that's the last one i've got a picture of that's but, some yeah. great memories in there jace that's oh, great- yeah. i mean you 
I know you've always you've always got your camera, and I've seen people. Oh, Jason, always taking photos of me. But do you know what? I'm glad you do it because you come away from those events, and three, four years later, I know that you've got those photos on there. You can just open them up, and you take so many, and it's kind of it really does document the events. So if anyone has has missed them, I mean, you have got all the ones apart from two or three. You said you missed the first two, and I've I've got a funny feeling you missed one once for a friends convention, or am I making that up? Um, I wouldn't have missed it, missed, missed it for a friends convention. I wouldn't. Think. <laughs> That's what I've got in my head, Jace. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, same. I've, I, there's a there's a curry that I go to with uh, ex work colleagues that I've been going to for like 15 years. And remember the early days, there were people like, don't take pictures, but we've got 15 years worth of curry photos now. Exactly. So um, you know what? it is, it is there, and it's uh, it's well documented for you. I mean, we've had some great um, some great Saturday nights. I know you just brought them up, but I can remember having a curry in Ringwood with you and turning to my left and you were asleep in your curry. Oh, uh, that was that was the infamous <laughs> night of the old Rosie. Yeah, I had I far too much old Rosie. Rosie. That is right. I almost yeah. drowned in my curry and then I, I couldn't get into my hotel in um I was at the White Hart and I couldn't get in and I really needed the toilet and uh, James Martin turned up and saved me and got me inside the hotel. <laughs> so um yeah, that was quite a big night. Yeah. And uh, I know you talked about about the town hall and that, and you brought Dave Shorter up with his his things. But of course, Dave Dave proposed um, on a Saturday night in that hall. That yeah, that was quite a thing as well. I mean, um, well, they got married and they're still married, so we obviously did something right there. So, it did uh, something right, didn't it? Yeah. Dave Dave's doing another uh, another Christmas meal in the town hall. Uh, which I've got a ticket for, and uh, I don't know what he's got planned for that. But I mean, he's got a number of quite big, um, big kind of guests that he's announced for the the fun day on the Saturday. Um, you know, people who don't regularly do shows and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Because I'm, I'm, I'm actually, because I'm going up on the Friday night now. So, Jace, before we we close out, um, yeah, purchases. What's been your in your mind? Your one or two best purchases you've ever made from Farmers from. Oh, now you're asking the question. Uh, what have I purchased at Father's from that's been? There? Did you get your um your resealed Barnacle Cape Jower at Father's from? Oh, I I, I picked up a uh, transition bobble um, Jower, yeah, and that was on a, on a lot of cards that um, Dave was selling on behalf of someone, and it was really nicely kind of open bubble, and uh, yeah, I got that for a very reasonable price. Um, a lot of people have asked that asked me to sell that. I've still got it, so Great yeah, that's probably you know l- looking back, that was probably one of the, the the best things I've got. But every show, there's kind of like so much stuff to pick up. So um, I'm looking forward to see what I can pick up this show because Vectis, um, it was just everything was just um, far too pricey for me at Vectis. I I bid on one card back, and uh, I think I gave up bidding at five hundred quid. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Card backs and everything, yeah, everything's just so collectible. Yes. Should have held on to your doubles for a couple of years, Jace. You've been rolling in it. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember back in the day selling like um, Boba, Fett, Boba Fett, Palatoy thirty backs, and I remember having it on sale at Celebration Europe, and I wanted fifty quid for it. And Darren Simpson was looking at that, going like, "Oh, that's a bit pricey," but you know, those regularly sell for hundreds of pounds now. It's kind of madness. Yeah, madness. It is madness. And are, are you on the lookout for anything, or are you just is it just about the event and if there's anything there? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I've got a number of focuses that I've kind of like started over lockdown. So, um, I'll, you know, HCF. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've still got a lot of gaps in HCF that I'm looking to fill up. 
Um, I know Dave's got, Dave's got a lot of uh, 40th anniversary uh, Helix stuff, and I've got one of the display boxes there, which I'm trying to fill up. So hopefully I'll, I'll clear him out on the Saturday. <laughs> Good idea. Well, Jace, I can't wait. Okay, it's only a few days away. Thank you so much for taking the time tonight. Look That's forward good. to the photos. I'll definitely get a recording with you while we're down there about how your weekend's going. Lovely. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see you soon. Yeah, see you the weekend, mate. There you go. Jason Smith there this weekend, not selling his card backs, but part of the TVR team. So this show happening this weekend. We are just, well, this is going out Friday morning, so we're just hours away from this. Um, so for anyone traveling down to the show, uh, we are going to be there both Saturday and Sunday. So if you're coming to the Saturday fun day, myself, Jez and Grant will be on our stall stand not really a stall and uh hoping maybe the others will pop in you might see them as well and then of course sunday the entire team will be there we want to do interviews we want to chat to you come and meet us we've got a few little giveaways we're going to have a part of star wars party lots going on with us so please do come and have a chat with us uh, if you listen and you've never met us come over make yourself known we're, we're all pretty uh pretty charismatic and open and approachable apart from craig who's a little bit uh, you know, a little bit spiky, but the rest of us are pretty, pretty friendly. Boys, what are we looking for? And and you go in there looking for anything, or is it just going to be if I see something, I'll get it? Jez, I mean, you've started a couple of focuses recently. Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to be able to. Whilst recently, in the uh, recently, we've not had one for ages. The last few, I've got a few beyond the toys things. I don't think you can beat that whole carded figure thing. I'd like to come home with a carded figure. Not sure which one yet. But uh, you know what I'm looking forward to. But yeah, carded figure would be great. Nice. Jez is after a carded figure. Dan? I've learnt my lessons with fathers from. I never go expecting anything. Yeah, what's there is there. And I'll, um, yeah, see what takes my fancy. Been updating a few, upgrading a few box boxed items lately. So I'll see what's on show. Okay, Mark? Uh, a reshield 45A, Palatory 45A or 45B would be nice. Um, yeah. Nice. But like Dan says, don't go expecting to find a certain thing because... Um, you rarely find what what it is exactly what you're after. It's always you, you, you don't thing. know what you want until you get there. I think that's the safest way to put it. <laughs> I think you might want some bootleg Luke X wings because there might be a couple there. From what I've heard. Jez is obviously uh, going to do a Dave Aitken and walk around with a little bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Come to me for your Luke X wings, uh, Grant. Well, I'm picking up a Trilogu hand half off yourself. Um, 2017, I left two layer half Trilogos at the convention and regret it. So I'd like to pick up a layer half. That's been my number one most desirable item this year. I managed to get my number two the other day, but the number one most desirable item was the layer half on the Trilogo. That'd be so nice to cap off the year. Nice. I, I don't know why I tell. I don't know why I tell people this now. Now, now the price of that layer half's just gone up 200 quid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when a football team sells a player for 100 million and everyone else knows they've got a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> the replacements will go right up. Um, yeah, cannot wait. I mean, I'm just slowly putting together my loose collection again. So uh, I had this chat with Mark Hockley and he's already messaged me today going, which other figures are you looking for? I've got a load. So, uh, yeah, and I am definitely, definitely want to walk away with a mint on card. What I will say is someone that was always at Farthest From was James Martin. And this is the first 
first event uh, since his passing, his sad passing over the over the lockdown period. And I, I bought many a thing off off James. I know that I can turn around. I mean, the last Father's Trom I went to, uh, he was collecting the Trilogo 159 stickers, and um, I had it on the hand carbonite, and I swapped for his, and his was proper mint. It didn't have the sticker on it, but it's a proper mint Trilogo, and it's nice to have that piece. I've also got his 12 back Chewbacca, which had the the extra 20 figures sticker on the back. But um, he will be missed. I mean, he was always there for the socials. You know, always had a stall or a stand there. Um, he would definitely be be missed this show. Yeah, yeah. There's um, go go through the photos earlier. There was a lot of photos with James in it, and quite poignant that he won't be there this time. And it was it was it was it was sad 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 to remember that, but also it was it was nice to see those photos at the same time. Yeah, definitely raise a glass for him on the Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Chaps weekend i can't wait to see you all i've been very anxious about coming to this event i mean for personal reasons but um i am excited about seeing you boys and just having a, a just a good get together because uh i do miss it but yeah hopefully we'll all get that that bug and have some great interviews let's not do what we used to do and go there with the plan of doing interviews and come back with nothing i think uh i think dan mark and craig will certainly uh be on top of all that if we uh, do go rogue yeah keep us on the straight and narrow <laughs> yeah craig's pretty good at that isn't he in fairness to him um but yeah but boys can't wait love the show love father's from love you boys i can't wait to get down friday and have that first beer and uh just um have a weekend of star wars loving it's gonna be good yep really looking forward to it let's go mental <laughs> uh, keep an eye if you're not if you can't make it or for any reason Keep an eye on our social media. I'm sure we'll be there'll be posts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Generation Skywalker over there. We will try to upload some images as we go over the weekend. Also, check out our YouTube channel. There's loads going on over there. And of course, this podcast was to take you down there. Obviously, the podcast following this in the next few weeks will have our interviews that we do get. Um, and if you don't remember any of this, just go to www.generationskywalker.com where you can find links to everything. But it is for this week, for Father's From. Goodbye from Grant. Good night, lads. See you in two days. Goodbye from Mark. Good night. See you in two days. Goodbye from Dan. Good night. See you in, I think it's one day, as long as it goes out. <laughs> yeah. And goodbye from Jez. See you soon, guys. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm going to say good night because this is going out Friday and I'm going to see Grant and Jez tonight. Oh. We're going to be drinking Baileys out of our eyes. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it is good night from me. And we are Generation Skywalker.